Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is three hours of some of the very best questions from r slash ask Reddit and Redditor's best answers. There's a reason why this subreddit gets the most comments per day compared to any other subreddit on Reddit. It's just elite. Without further ado, here we go. What is the most embarrassing thing you've ever said to someone you're trying to impress? And these are the best answers. I kissed a girl for the first time when I was 13. Something prompted me to say average and she loathed me for the rest of the academic year. Cut to six years later, I matched with her on Bumble. We met, we sexed, and she looked me dead in the eye and said, average. She is my best friend now. I mean, at least it's a good ending, but oh, that period, that moment where she looks in your eyes and just even maybe even know what she's going to say before she says it. That is pain. When my dad was a kid, he tried to impress an older lady. She had asked him what he was studying and he confidently told her Latin. She seemed really impressed by this. So she asked him to speak a bit of Latin to her. He knew one word and then created a bunch of other words around it that sounded Latin-ish. She frowned and told him it was a bad thing to lie. Her job? Latin teacher. (laughs) Oh God. One day I went to my boss's chamber and saw his arm in a cast. I wanted to say something sympathetic and score some brownie points, but what I said was, sir, your arm is broken. He looked at me and said, I know. That's a tough one. You want to say something nice and and be kind and and sympathetic. But yeah, you just literally state in the obvious. I've been there. I did once, truthfully, tell a girl from Austria that I didn't know what the capital of Austria was, which wouldn't be too embarrassing, except that I was wearing a t-shirt which said Vienna rocks on it at the time. She thought I was joking. What about when, when you bought the shirt? I mean, maybe it didn't cross your mind. Who knows? I told a musician I like that I liked a specific song. It was not his song. Oh, oh, that is the most cringy one so far. My university boyfriend invited me to meet his friends at a house party. His friends were known to be quite judgmental and historically not nice to their friends' girlfriends. I was so nervous on the way in the car, so my boyfriend kept telling me to just try and spend some time with a guy called Johan, who was the nicest one of the bunch. As we pulled up, one of the friends came out to the car and my boyfriend said, that's Johan, talk to him. I got out, extended my hand and said, hi, I'm Johan. There was no way to recover from that. I mean, imagine if Johan replied, oh wow, that's crazy. I'm Johan too. Then it would have been even more awkward. And you might have had to keep up the facade of being called Johan for the rest of your time being in a relationship with this person and his mate Johan. First girlfriend, sixth grade, went to the movies. Wanted to hold her hand. Terrified. Wasn't sure what to do. Started giving her a sales pitch on how awesome my hands were. That's not a bit creepy. They're really good at holding stuff like boxes Oh, jugs. God. Was truly thinking of milk jugs. God knows why. But accidentally suggested I could just hold her boobs. It's been more than 20 years and I still think about it regularly. That's what I'm saying in the intro. Sometimes you say stupid things and they stick with you for 20 years. That is absolutely unbelievable. Trying to lie about my age. Her. You're too young. How old are you? Me. I'm like uh, 20 or 21 I am. 
as the sentence left my mouth, I realized how ridiculous I just sounded. For clarification, I was 17 and absolutely hammered at the time. It's not an embarrassing thing I said but when I was first dating my now wife I set fire to the restaurant Okay, that is a, that's just gone up a level uh, Set fire to the restaurant and some random guy at the table next to me put it out So I bought him a drink to say thanks and spilled it on his date <laughs> Wanted to die. I mean is that not kind of an example of you can have the worst first date possible But if you're a decent bloke anyway or decent person you can still get the girl, you know first dating your now wife there you go. I once attempted to impress someone with my extensive knowledge of ancient civilizations, but I accidentally referred to the Aztecs as the avocados. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that in my opinion. You don't know the famous avocado civilization? You know, the, the vegans? Uh, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. I was on an airplane years ago with my girlfriend and her parents. My girlfriend couldn't get a seat next to me and sat directly behind me. During the flight, I thought I'd surprise her and I reached my hand back onto her knee. Slowly, I kept extending it up her thigh until I heard giggling. I looked behind through the seats and I saw that my hand was on the leg of the guy next to her. He saw my face and said, I just wanted to see how far you'd go. Of course, my girlfriend was in on it and started laughing along with the rest of the row. I was so embarrassed. I'm not surprised. I mean, hey, my question is, why'd you stop? I didn't say anything embarrassing, but I liked this Mexican girl in ninth grade and I wanted to ask her out in Spanish. Oh, let me have a little go. ¿Quieres salir conmigo? Uh, I don't know what the word for date is. ¿Quieres beber conmigo? ¿Y es solo nosotros? I don't know. All right. Uh, anyway, so I had a friend teach me what to say. Teach me as well, please. Which was nice and romantic of me. But the time in which the courage finally hit was the embarrassing part. I hurt myself for an hour and finally decided to ask her during a silent reading time in class. That's an awful time, but nonetheless, not sure why that was when I thought I'd do it. Yeah, I agree. Just walked up to her desk and I asked her and she just kind of awkwardly giggled and everyone was staring at me, wondering how the frick I knew Spanish. Courage depleted and I walked back to my desk. <laughs> that really hasn't gone as well as I, as, I mean, either, either I was hoping or I guess you hoped at the time. You did end up going out for a few days but the only way you communicated was through okay what that what science got it's got even worse you ended up sort of going out for a few days but the only way you communicated was through google translate on our phones it was pretty freaking stupid but a lot of high school relationships are yeah uh, sorry did you say that she was she's you like this mexican girl in ninth grade did she not speak english or did she just think oh this person must be fluent in in spanish because they asked me out in spanish therefore i'm going to continue speaking in spanish through Google Translate. Yeah, this epitomizes high school relationships. We sat around a campfire at a festival with a few friends and some random woman that had joined us. Everyone was drinking, talking, and having a good time. That's what I like to hear, by the way. One of the women got up and said to her friends, I wanna go and grab something from the tent. You coming? One friend replied, nah, I'm gonna stay here and get absolutely mashed up. But my drunken, stupid ass took it wrong and I blurted out, I'll F you. Just for some clarification, the person before said, I'm going to stay here and get effed, as in get drunk. That, though, is unbelievable. She looks a bit shocked and goes, that's not really what I meant, but thanks, I guess. She meant get effed up on booze, and I still cringe about it almost 30 years later. That is a new record, and I'm not surprised. I had a crush on the receptionist of my college's gym. One night, when I was the last one in there, I got nervous making small talk and I offered to help her clean up before she closed the gym. And it immediately thought to myself, wow, you sound like a freaking serial killer. Yeah, that 
is a little bit creepy but she actually got the vacuum out for me and proceeded to talk about her boyfriend it's a head and hands moment for me that is a head in hands moment i would have rather her said to my face no you're a creep get out than that that is disgraceful because not only do you now know you have absolutely no chance you're now vacuuming a gym which you're not paid to do unbelievable at the end of the day not mad since i did something nice for someone yeah, all right. That's a definition of a simp, mate. I'd be fuming. Your eyes are like mushroom. That is what someone has said. She laughed so hard that we dated for seven years. This is what I'm saying. Is this not the way forward? Is this what I'm doing wrong? Trying to be too cool. Okay, that, that's definitely what I'm doing wrong. That right there is what I'm doing wrong. At one meeting, I tried to utter a pickup line, but it ended up sounding like a malfunctioning robot. Do you have Wi-Fi? Because I feel a strong connection. That, yeah, but you've planned that. I'm sorry, that is just absolutely cringe. That's your own fault. That's not even, like, you've, you've delivered the line perfectly. Uh, and it's just absolutely fucking awful. I didn't say anything. But when I get nervous, I tend to burp a tiny bit uncontrollably. I burped in my manager's face. Maybe a manager enjoyed it. Have you ever asked them? No. Do it now. Not trying to date someone, but my first job interview. I got a question that was, describe yourself in three words. My butt literally said, lazy, somehow still got the job. Now, I wouldn't recommend ever calling yourself lazy in a job interview. However, some people do say that hiring lazy people is actually quite a good thing to do because they will find the most efficient solution to a problem or just any task. They'll do something as quickly as they can, but as well as they can as, as well, hopefully. And uh, yeah, you'll save company time. I don't know if that's legit or not, but it sounds good to me as a lazy person myself. I'm crushing on you so hard. I think it could be considered abuse. <laughs> then surprised Pikachu faced when she didn't think it was charming. Man, 19 year old me was cringe. Man, 19 year old you should have been put in jail. Not even because of the assault banter, just for that unbelievably terrible line. I met a girl and went to dinner at a cafe. During the conversation, a bet arose and I said that I could eat everything on the menu of the establishment. Half an hour later, I destroyed the toilet. She successfully escaped, but I won the bet. Who's the real winner? That's right, not the toilet cleaner. I was wrestling with a friend and we fell and broke a football table. My crush walked in the room and I said with a stupid smile, I did that bleep. She left without a word. Wow, well done. That's very attractive. Breaking things. Look at this comment. That could be you. Broken. Yeah, even worse. While on a semi-day, I said I was presbyterian when asked if I ate fish. He looked confused. I meant to say pescatarian. Presbyter- Is that a thing? I don't know. I would also look confused. You've got beautiful eyes. Thank you. I grew them myself. That's one way to take a compliment. It was this cute guy working at the bank trying to help me with my account. I heard this somewhere and for some reason this was the only thing I could think of because I was incredibly shy back then, especially when it came to any male attention. I still remember his face dropping. Maybe you think it's cute. Just like, yeah, well done for growing them. Keep up the good work. I approached a girl sitting in a canteen and I asked if I could join her. And after some talk, I asked her if she wants to eat anything. And she said, yes, anything of your choice. I bought her a sandwich. And as we were eating and continuing the conversation, I asked her name. And she, in a very cute voice, told me her name. So far, so good. Before I scroll down, just want to say that. Her and my sister's name were the same. So I told her about it. And the reply I got was out of this world. She said, oh, I'm also like a sister to you. That was a Kato. 
I really wasn't expecting some just absolute friend zoning content here, but I'm I'm in pain, but I'm also absolutely loving it. I was laying it on to this beautiful lady at an outdoor concert. All smooth and suave, talking like I was a big shot and knew all the right people there. So I thought it would be a good idea to drop the name of this semi-famous lead singer from a local band I supposedly knew. You know, to show her I was connected and all that. But the problem was that I screwed up the name entirely and it turns out it was a relative of hers. She started asking questions. Her eyes got wide and she started laughing so dang hard. I thought she was going to pee herself. I felt like my face was on fire. I knew I couldn't salvage the situation, so I just laughed it off too. But admitted, I had no idea what I was talking about. I think that is the way to do things, by the way. If you're in the, if you just know you're barking down the wrong tree or you made a mistake, hold your hands up and say, listen, let's start again. We ended up talking for a bit and we actually had a good time. Learn my lesson though, never try to inflate your reputation with nonsense. It can backfire real freaking quick. What is the dumbest thing you've heard someone say that they were 100% serious about? These are Reddit's funniest answers to that question. If earth is spinning, then why is my front door always facing east? I don't even know how to process that first one. Some random girl on the elevator pointed out how ridiculous it is that we had a button for the floor we were already on. People who build stuff are so stupid. She said with 100% seriousness. Oh my gosh, it's not a good start. In college, my teaching assistant in my dinosaurs class insisted that roadrunners weren't real and laughed at me for suggesting it is an answer for a bird that runs fast. But the real dummy was me because I've seen one in real life and I still said, oh, okay. Nah, nah, nah. That's definitely your teacher's fault. And roadrunners definitely are real. How can Hawaii and Alaska have such different temperatures when they're right next to each other on the map? Uh, Okay, it's getting a little bit silly now. Blueberry muffins you buy pre-made don't have any blueberries in them. Blueberries cost too much. They dye bees blue because they have the same texture and use them. He has explained it to multiple people multiple times. I could kind of get my head around the fact that perhaps they use something else than blueberries in blueberry muffins. It's unlikely given the name of the thing, but you know, who knows if you want to try and cut costs. Bees that are dyed blue. Yeah, now I've heard it all. I was stationed in Germany in the late 80s to 90s. Every Thanksgiving, multiple dudes would be perplexed as to why the Germans didn't celebrate. A dude once told me he was excited to celebrate the 4th with the Germans and asked if they did fireworks. I love you, my brothers, but some of you are dumb. Yeah, uh, pretty American thing. Thanksgiving, goodness me. Yeah, bro, uh, it says carbonated because they remove the carbs while standing in line at a drugstore. Best eavesdrop of my life. Imagine that was true. Oh, and there's an even better reply to this. My favorite eavesdrop was Greek mythology is wild. It's like Harry Potter, but in real life. It's definitely real. Two young teens standing outside an Indian restaurant. How is that possible? Aren't Indians like extinct? Yeah, you know what? I actually thought that myself, but um, clearly we're both wrong. I knew that from the gecko, then proceeded to argue that it was definitely gecko, like the animal and not get go. P.S. I now only say from the gecko because that is hilarious. That I agree with that comment is from r slash bone apple tea and it's making me want to make a video on that. Goodness me. I was on a date at an art museum. The painting tag said who it was made by, the title, and made circa 1600. And she said, Do you think the earth was even around back then? You just never really know. Uh, well, 
I think that a lot of artists in the past actually resided on the moon. So she's got a valid point. Hey, uh, can you email me back the PDF I emailed you? It's my only copy. If that one is actually like, that's not even dumb. That's just, that is just yeah, you probably just got severe loan difficulties. That's ridiculous. At one of my first jobs as a graphic designer, a client called me into his office and pulled up a photo he took. He then asked me if I could turn it around. No, not rotate it, but turn the viewpoint around. What? He wanted to see what was behind the camera when he originally took the photo. God, I have so many stories from that job. That might be the dumbest one so far. I mean, it'd be unbelievable if that existed. And who knows, in the, in the future, it just may well do. But for now, that is dumb. The ceiling fan dust was the cause of cancer. Like, cancer actually did not exist until ceiling fans collected dust and it fell off. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. I don't have an email. I have a Gmail. Goodness me, call center work. You know what? I actually hold my hands up and say that this is not actually that unbelievable. If you get an old person, you give them a ring, you know, E is a letter in the same way that G is a letter. I don't hate this one. Maybe too obscure, but anyway. I was the radiation safety office for our lab group many years ago and was telling one of our more truly brilliant, not being sarcastic, PhDs, that his badge came up hot, meaning his technique was bad and he was going to have to be retrained. And he said... Uh, it doesn't affect me. I'm done having my children. Like being careless with radioactive isotopes could only affect your gonads and not, I don't know, give you freaking cancer? Yeah, and before too long, they'll be done having their dad. Well, maybe that sort of person that isn't truly brilliant. Huh. I don't know how you can stand to fly when there's a 50% chance the plane will crash. What a legitimate statistic. Me. Blank stare. Huh. You know... Because it either crashes or it doesn't. 50-50. That's great logic. That really is phenomenal logic. My sister's friend after meeting my fiance for the first time. Where is she from? Well, she was born here in the States, but she's Cambodian. Oh my God. You can't be with her. They eat people. Long blank stare from me. I, I think you're thinking of cannibals. She then has a long blank stare of her own. What's the difference? You know, what's the difference between cannibals and Cambodians? One of those questions that you just have to ask these days. I'm not so sure myself. The same woman was shocked to find out we believed in space, as in the planets and stars and galaxies. She thought half the sky was light and half the sky was dark. Uh, what? And the planet spinning inside the atmosphere is why we had night and day and that there was nothing else out there. By far the dumbest person I've ever met. I have so many more stories about her. I want to hear them all. How do we know it wasn't just ostriches on the radar that triggered Pearl Harbor? My dude, what? Ostrich, Ugh, there's so much wrong with this. First of all, it's so stupid. Second of all, have you ever seen a flying ostrich? Or an aquatic ostrich? As this comment says, it's brilliant. There's so much to unpack here and I can't be bothered. I work in construction and my rigger told me he doesn't believe in gravity with 100% seriousness. Mind you, his job is to rig tens of thousands of pounds of steel so it doesn't fall when moving it with a crane. Well, all I'll say to that is, that makes his job a lot easier. No need to really strap things in if they're not going to fall down, right? Surely that's completely fine. Fair play to him. He's found a loophole in his job. Just kind of think that gravity doesn't exist. Well done. Fish aren't animals. They're mammals. Two of the best sentences slash phrases I've heard back to back ever at age 27 my friend said that he'd gotten into a fight with his girlfriend because he knew that his parents didn't have to have sex to conceive him his mum got pregnant with him 
because they got married. Can you imagine that? You get engaged on your wedding day. You are now husband and wife. And by the way, you're now pregnant. Congratulations, guys. What a day that would be. Someone I know argued with me that I do not live anywhere near Canada. He got pretty nasty about it too. When I showed him proof, he said, well, I only know Texas. I live right outside of Detroit, Michigan, closer to Canada than I am to any other states. I've also had a few people argue with me that I do not live in the Eastern time zone. I guess they know better than someone who actually lives here. The thing with these two is that I just don't understand. Like this comment below. Why do you care? Surely there are much more interesting things to have a go at someone about or question or query than you don't live near Canada. Who cares? I was going 30 in a 30. Police officer pulled me over and claimed I was going 50. The dash cam footage of the police officer showed that the officer was going 40 to close the distance and pull me over. Some genius on Facebook said, if you were going 30, then why did the officer have to go 40 to catch up? I'm like, if by some bizarre circumstance that you're actually being serious here, you have to go faster than whatever it is you're following in order to catch up. I don't know, unless this officer has created a new time-space continuum and he is exploiting it. And that is the future of policing. I once had someone try to sell me the theory that the moon is a hologram made by the government to trick people. And how would that help the government in any way? Seriously. How? A guide dog's job is to drive the car for the blind person. We've, we've done it. Congratulations, guys. We've reached it. Peak lunacy. 20, 20, oh my God, 20 years later and she's still arguing the points. Surely after 20 years, you might have a little bit more rationale than saying, I just, I, sorry, I just can't, I can't speak. What? What is that? Women have six ovaries my 46 year old sister well uh, you know what i don't know if that's true or false i've not counted them i wouldn't know women let me know in the comments down below only only tell me if you're 100 percent sure by the way do you know that for a fact i got into an argument with a guy that thought limes were unripe lemons he had so much conviction that by the end i was beginning to question my own knowledge that is how they get you but to be fair unripe lemons do look like limes so it's not that daft unless you blindly believe it my husband believed this as a kid too, until he knew better. I think that's fine. You know, there are a lot of things that you believe as a kid, then you realize they're just wrong. The problem is if you still believe them into adulthood and beyond. That's where it gets a little bit silly, despite the fact that I agree. They do look quite similar. I work for a cell phone company and someone seriously thought that 5G towers were causing and distributing COVID. I was extremely surprised that once I explained cell phone towers aren't creating extremely specific biological matter, and distributing them through radio waves to your face, they actually understood how crazy that sounded. There we go, we're getting somewhere. That is progress. Back during the mosque shooting in New Zealand and the government there were trying to ban guns, my coworker said that they can't do that since it violates the American Second Amendment. You kinda have to laugh at something like this. The epitome of dark humor. People dying, but hey, you can still say something so stupid. When I was a kid and on and off when I was older until after it was decommissioned, my dad worked at a nuclear power plant. I was mentioning this to a colleague. I was mentioning this to a college age coworker at one point. I think I was telling a story about take your daughter to work day or something and a coworker stops me. Wait, those are really real? I stopped talking at a loss for words. I then had her repeat what she wanted to know. Nuclear power plants are actually real things. I thought they were made up for like the Simpsons. Ah, <sighs> they're not. Women don't have rectums. Okay, 
Finally, we have one. And I was hoping this would come up. We have something that people think is dumb, but it's actually true. This is confirmed. I've confirmed it firsthand. Oh, look, look, there you go. Someone has replied below. And look, they look like a woman. I can confirm this is in fact true. We poop out of our belly buttons. There you go. Confirmed. AKA your belly butts. A professor in college refused to give back our test because you should know what you did wrong. That is just a way of getting out of marking it. I'm sorry. That is very clever. That's very, very clever indeed. In many ways, he has passed the test and you guys of students have all failed. You got COVID. Oh my goodness me. This one just looks ridiculous. You got COVID because you aren't spiritually fit and therefore attract negative things. That's why I'll never get it. I'm spiritually fit. This person also refuses to get COVID tests when they are sick. Yeah, I guess you can't be diagnosed with COVID if you aren't tested for it. And also, I feel like it's only fair that this person now contracts COVID because spiritual fitness. How about fitness? A guy I work with said that a football referee runs over the distance of a marathon during a game. I pointed out that a football game was only 90 minutes long and that the marathon record is just over two hours. So that would be impossible. He said it was possible because a football referee changes direction a lot during a game and it all adds up. Maybe that's what I did wrong in my marathon. I pretty much just ran in a straight line. If I'd gone back and forth, I would have got there so much faster. Oh, what a shame. It took me three and a half hours. Could have got it done in just 90. What am, I, what am I doing? Wasting two hours of my time. I'm having, I'm having thoughts about my life. And now I'm also having thoughts about uploading this episode at all. Some of those comments, ideas, theories were more stupid than a guide dog driving a car. And that is saying something. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. What is the craziest thing you've overheard on a plane? These are Reddit's best answers to that question. I was flying solo into Orlando. The woman next to me was so excited about her new boyfriend's boat and was going on and freaking on about how excited she was for this trip. I nodded and put my headphones in and about one minute later, she grabbed the cord on my headphone and pulled it out of my ear so she could blather on about it. I asked her if she had lost her mother freaking mind. I'm pretty sure she had. I was sat next to a teenage boy and his dad. The kid was telling his dad about how much he loved the song Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. When the kid was finally done talking, the dad just looked at him and said, you're a virgin. (laughs) Wow, what a dad. Not so much what he said, but I sat next to this fully grown man that was playing Plants vs. Zombies the whole three hour flight with incredible enthusiasm. Every time a plant got eaten or he killed a difficult zombie, he'd jump up in his seat, pump his fist and aggressively whisper, yes, yes, get him, yes. Fair play. Someone loves the game. I love it. Not something I overheard, but something semi-interesting nonetheless. I once went and got sushi with my mum, and I noticed a guy and a girl at another table very clearly on their first date. They were both dressed very nicely. Lots of awkward laughter. The guy was being ultra gentlemanly, like pulling her chair out of her. You know, just the usual stuff that tips an observer off that they were still very much getting to know each other and wanting to make a good impression. 
fast forward two and a half years, I was boarding a plane in Atlanta, GA, heading to Colorado with my brother to go skiing when I saw the same couple seated near the back of the plane. I was in the road directly in front of them. So when I put my bag up, I turned to them and said, this is going to be super weird, but did you guys have your first day at insert sushi restaurant? They both got wide eyed in shock and laughed and told me that they had in fact had their first date there. I told them I was there that night and I just happened to recognize them when I boarded the plane. It was friendly and we chit chatted for a bit. They were going skiing at the same place we were, so it was cool and all. Now day two of our trip, my brother and I decided to go to the top of the mountain and take a few of the more advanced slopes down to the bottom. There were maybe a dozen or so people up there. And before taking off, we decided to look at the trail map to make sure we were going to get back to where the shuttle could pick us up without having to hike our gear for two miles. About 20 feet away from us, a guy got down on one knee and proposed to his girlfriend. Everyone clapped as she jumped up and down with excitement and said, yes. They took off their helmets and goggles to kiss. And it was the same freaking couple. I literally was there for their first date met them for the first time on a plane purely by chance as i was sitting in front of them and was present when he proposed to her i assume they're still married because at the rate we're going i'm probably gonna run into them again if one of them decides to file for divorce (laughs) yeah next up you're gonna change to become a lawyer and be there for their divorce i mean wow what are the chances of all of that some guy told his partner that she didn't need more yarn and every woman in earshot promptly told him how wrong he was there we go Check back down to earth. You hear an amazing story about a man that's so fortunate to see see the rise of a couple and, and be there for their engagement. And then you see this. Uh, well, there we go. I sat in front of a kid who was about 12 or 13 and his older sister, who I assume was his guardian. It was a cross-country flight and the kid was casually talking about how he'd never flown before and he's looking forward to it. He seemed to be likely on the spectrum a bit. It's pretty wholesome so far. Then the plane starts to move and he instantly freaks all the way out, screaming, we're all gonna freaking die. Let me off this plane. It's a freaking coffin. You're all going to die. It's going to be a freaking fireball, etc. The stewardess comes by and tries to calm him down. The sister is talking to him in English and Spanish, trying to get him to relax. She's telling him that he's embarrassing her. She's never taking him to Puerto Rico if he keeps acting like this, etc. The guy in front of me turns around and loudly offers the kid Xanax. Finally, the hero of the story, a big Southern black lady says, James, not his name. Honey, I'm gonna need you to calm down, sweetie, cause you're making all the rest of us real nervous right now, okay? Eventually, and for no noticeable reason, the kid relaxes and starts talking about how cool flying is. Like a switch, he starts looking out the window, saying things like, wow, the view is really cool. I feel safe now. Everything is okay after all. An audible collective sigh of relief. Where was his sister flying him to? Astronaut camp. I think about him every time I fly. I I, I was not expecting that. Goodness me. And by the way, can we just go back a sec to the guy that just offered the kid Xanax? Fair enough. (laughs) Fair enough. Not that crazy as such, but when literally about to touch down, a lady got up and started walking urgently towards the bathroom. The cabin crew immediately started saying, Madam, we're about to land. You have to sit down. The lady responded by screaming in a panic, I'm gonna s*** myself. They allowed her to continue. Yeah, probably wise at that point. Would you rather someone be standing up when you land or there just be poop everywhere? 
Well, as a flight attendant, I kind of know which one I'd go for. Two Mormon missionaries trying to convert the sweet, naive man sitting between them the entire flight. Oh my gosh, you think you've got it bad enough? You've got the middle seat between two strangers. That is terrible. You know, you've, you've not lucked out there. But then it's two Mormons trying to convert you? Goodness me, you must think that, you know, you might as well end it all at that point. What a terrible, terrible flight that must have been. I was flying to Seattle from Atlanta and there was a baby crying for the majority of the flights. The parents were doing their best and it really wasn't their fault, just a trashy situation. About halfway to Seattle, the man seated in front of the baby snapped and started screaming at the baby and his parents, cursing at them, saying how they're awful parents and he's gonna beat them all, including the baby, to a pulp when they land. A flight attendant tried to ask the guy to calm down and he said he'd also beat her up. Well, it seems like a lovely guy, is all I'll say at this point. The pilot had to come on and tell everyone to calm down or else we had to make an early landing. We made it to Seattle and the guy ended up having to be tackled by four cops at the gate because he was trying to run away after being approached by them. What a madman. I've told you many times, Brenda. I'm not shaving my balls. It's my balls and I'm a man. <laughs> Again, the, the duality of, of r slash r credit continues to amaze me. Two guys next to me gloating to each other about how they brutally beat their wife and kids. Like, what? Like, okay, then they went on to discuss what would be a reasonable cause to murder them. Uh, like if they cheated or stole from you or something, they were giggling like school children. They definitely did not realize I spoke Spanish and probably thought I couldn't understand them. Oh my goodness me. OP says they were about 14 or 15 when this happened, so there was no way that they were ever going to report them or anything. But my word, what a disgusting pair of gents. I mean, I say gents, lunatics. I overheard a passenger passionately arguing with their seatmates about the correct way to eat a slice of pizza with chopsticks. Now, guys... Get in the comments down below. Let me know what is the correct way because I've never tried it. But after this, I know what I'm having for dinner and I know how I'm eating it. I was sitting next to a dad and his daughter who was about five. He was super cool and chatting away while his daughter started talking to me. She was so sweet and bubbly and gave way too much information to me. She says something along the lines of, I went to my grandma and grandpa's house and they're married. I wish my dad would marry my mom, but they can't talk to each other but I always wish they were married like my grandma and grandpa. Her dad would have been horrified and I was just sad. Oh, that is really quite tough. A five-year-old boy once said, dad, can you ask them to pull over so I can go to the toilet? <laughs> if only that's how it worked. You know what? The one thing I would say is at least this kid didn't get up like the woman before and scream, I'm gonna poop myself. That would have been even worse. There was this kid behind me that kept telling her dad that she lost her tooth and the dad was disgruntedly trying to find her. Some guy nearby said, Hey, kid, I hear if you lose your tooth on the plane, the tooth fairy gives you 50 bucks. To which the dad replied, Hey, look, sweetie, the tooth fairy decided to sit next to us on the plane. Very, very good from both of these men, I've got to say. A guy coming home early to bust a cheating wife. Oh my word. He was on the phone with a friend or family who told him the other guy was at his house and they didn't expect him back until the next week. The drama. I would have loved to be next to him on that. Oh my gosh. Not even speaking to him about it, but just like eavesdropping on that phone conversation. I mean, it's terrible, but it would be unbelievable. Let's be honest. I am a pilot for a major airline. Decades ago, I was running for a deadhead flight home and managed to snag the last seat. A mother and young daughter were seated next to me. 
Halfway through the flight, the mother, seeing my disheveled look after flying all day, asked if I wanted her daughter's PB&J sandwich that she wasn't going to eat. I politely declined, but she insisted, and that was the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich I'd ever had. That is wholesome. Now, this isn't crazy, but it's definitely the most fun I've had on a plane. This guy introduced himself as Caribbean boy, chatted with nearly everyone on the plane, asked them what their plans were, complimented everyone, then started singing Bob Marley type stuff. Whoa, what a legend. He had most of the passengers clapping along. Everyone was smiling. Most charismatic man I ever met. Now that is just the sort of guy that you just want to be around in general. What a man. Nothing too crazy, but a couple in their 50s who were all over each other. Okay, sorry, I've just read on here. Like tongues in ears, hands in pants, etc. I thought you were going to say like kissing or, you know, like cuddling, whatever. Tongues in ears and hands in pants on a plane is a bit mad. They were busy working out the logistics of their next getaway. They were both cheating on their partners and laughing at how gullible their SOs were, believing another business trip would come up so soon. Great. I was sitting next to a father with his small child. The child wouldn't stop hopping around until the father said, sit still and be a good boy or the plane will crash because of you and we'll end up dying. Never seen a kid so quiet before. Now, I don't know if that's a good idea. Yes, in the short term, in the immediate term, it makes your kid stop. But in the long term, I feel like your child is more than likely to have a pretty big fear of flying or at least getting up during a flight, even when the seatbelt sign is off. I've got a buddy who's flown many, many times and is comfortable with it. But he said that one time he heard an older, in her 80s lady, talking about how easy it would be for her to sneak a bomb on the plane. She apparently went into detail with her gals about how exactly she'd do it. He said he didn't really worry because it sounded like she was joking, but it made him uneasy because of how simple she made it sound. Uh, I would actually kind of like to hear what her plan was. In my opinion, I feel like it would be incredibly difficult, right? How are you getting that through security? I don't know, but hey, kind of a weird thing to even think about, let alone speak about on a plane. Jesus. Is that what happens when you get to 80 years old? You just start going crazy and saying, you know what? I'm going to die anyway soon. This is how I'd kill everyone on a plane. Uh, I hope you guys know. Anyway, before takeoff, after the doors were closed, a kid of about six or seven years old towards the front of the plane stood up on his seat, faced the rest of the plane and yelled, we're all going to die while his parents tried to pull him back down. He's not wrong. <laughs> I agree. He's just not wrong. This guy knows. This guy knows. Oh, I got this one. Passenger W is struggling to get his luggage into the overhead compartment. And passenger E, seated next to me, starts getting upset. W's carry-on clearly doesn't fit. E speaks up, saying to be careful because his luggage is there. The flight attendant comes over and says that passenger W needs to check his bag. W grows increasingly disturbed, but it works out. Then W says to the flight attendant, I'm sorry, it's just that I haven't taken my medication. I get so nervous with all these body bags on board. You know, I have body parts in my luggage. Uh, uh, what? Passenger E turns to me and says, Did you hear that? I just have a laptop in my luggage. Also, what? I, that says bit of a strange interaction all in there, really, isn't it? Like, I'd never expect passenger W to ever say that. But then passenger E is like, oh, I've got a laptop, not body parts. Like, they seem all right with it. Weird. I mean, all I can think is that the person just had, you know, schizophrenia or something, or just something wrong with them. That's what they're talking about with the meds. Uh, but yeah, interesting interaction. The lady beside me told me that she was farting a lot. And she didn't care about telling me because she wouldn't see me again. 
You know what? What's what's a legend? Again, right? Fair play. Fair play to her. She has that much confidence in herself to know that that is absolutely true, what she's saying, and to just be okay with it. Amazing. I sat next to a college guy once who, while drinking some alcoholic beverages, started crying and telling me he killed his best friend in a drunk driving accident. Because he had good lawyers, he got off without jail time. He was sobbing and drinking. When we landed, I made sure he was not driving. Oh, God. This is the thing. Like, this is what I've always thought. If you commit a crime and you're a good person, and even if you get off with it, like this guy has, it's going to be on your mind forever. And surely you're going to know in your heart of hearts that you shouldn't have got away with it and that you should do the time. And therefore, I think if you ever commit a crime, you have to do the time anyway. Because then at least when it's over, you know that you've done your time and you've had your punishment for the thing you did. This is going to be on this guy's mind for the rest of his life, clearly. And he's very messed up because of it. The pilot accidentally left the intercom switch on. The whole plane heard him say, oh, that's weird. Nothing else. The plane took off amid varying levels of anxiety throughout the cabin. I'm here to tell the tale today. So thankfully, it wasn't too weird. Oh, the anxiety that would just riddle you throughout that flight would be disgusting. I know that I've been on flights in my life where things have definitely gone wrong, but they just don't tell you, do they? Because there's no point, really, unless it's super, super serious. But hearing this, even if it's just like, it could be anything, right? It could just be, you know, he saw something on his phone, you know, a little meme. What a weird meme. It could be anything. But no, that is going to be playing on your mind until you land and maybe even afterwards. Horrific. What a way to end the vid. What is the most effed up thing that's ever happened on Reddit? I posed that question on r slash askreddit and these were the best answers. Relationship advice posts by a husband started by saying that his wife isn't the smartest cookie in the jar. The couple was struggling financially, living month to month, but they get by. Had kids too. Wife suddenly gets the genius idea that they could make a bunch of cash if their car crashed and got written off. Happened to one of her friends who won an insurance claim after driving into a ditch and was encouraging others to do so. Husband says no every time the wife talks about it, explains the reasons why, and finally makes her promise not to talk about it at all. The next week, the guy gets a call from the police saying that the wife had run into an accident and is in police custody. Turns out the wife had been waiting at a traffic stop, then suddenly accelerated forwards during a red light and drove headfirst into a vehicle coming from the other side at top speed. Now, she wasn't injured, but the other vehicle had a mother and a kid who instantly died and another teenage kid in critical condition. The guy visits his wife in custody and she acts all proud with no remorse as if she did something great for her family. The dude made the post asking whether he should come clean about her talking to him earlier about the accident and insurance fraud, which would likely change her man's thought to charge to murder and add decades to her sentence. The post stayed up for less than an hour. What an insane start to this episode. I guess we don't actually know what happened after that, but wow, that is mental i think it's less screwed up and more of a cautionary tale but this stuck with me it was this guy who insisted that he could try heroin recreationally and stop whenever he wanted post after post was about his descent into addiction really scary stuff yeah you know what's even scarier thinking you can just recreationally try one of the most addictive if not the most addictive drug there is it's pretty stupid how about that old one where a guy was asking how to leave his abusive wife and take the kids the wife found the post and killed the kids so he couldn't have them. That is nuts. Maybe you're not screwed up in a bad sense, but I certainly found it interesting. 
the guy who kept finding post-it notes around his apartments thinking his landlord was sneaking in there and leaving them for him amazingly this is a story that i've actually covered myself on the channel if you've been around for a long time subscribe for a long time you may well remember this one if i can find it i will leave it down below in a pinned comment but if i can't then it's somewhere out there it's from a long time ago i'm not sure where it is to be honest but commenters urged the guy to get a carbon monoxide tester and it turned out his apartment was full of it he had carbon monoxide poisoning and was leaving the post-it notes himself and reddit saved that guy's life here it is here is the actual link to the post again i'm pretty sure i've narrated this one i will try my best to find it a couple of years back there was an ask reddit thread asking about people who accidentally killed someone and what happened someone posted on it stating that as children they used to play at this place in the outskirts of town with a huge river and cliffs there was this special needs kid that him and a group of other kids pushed off a tall hill on a super rainy day they freaked out ditched him and went home swearing to keep the whole thing a secret from their parents apparently the kid went missing probably died where he fell and his body was scavenged by animals or he fell into the river while injured because he noticed that the kid was missing and it was on the news someone replied to the post and posted an unresolved missing child case from decades ago and it matched the story he even looked into the poster's reddit history and noticed that he mentioned moving back to his childhood town which was the town the missing kid was from he also posted geographical data of where a river and cliffs would be located within walking distance of a school the posts were all deleted apparently oh my goodness me you just know that this has been on this guy's mind his entire life and it got to the stage where he was like no i have to tell someone and he went to reddit but wow this is the beauty of reddit is that people with just minimal information can really find out so much about you for better or worse in this situation for better i hope this person was identified and rightly sent to jail there was a guy in r slash argentina that came asking for help because his mother had disappeared the posts were stickied and the mods were trying to help the case go to the media and the authorities it was there for a while his brother had killed her and buried her in their house garden oh my word i'd say the one where the woman lost her child because her own mother used coconut hair product on her child who had a coconut allergy knowing the kid was allergic what is happening in this one that is oh my gosh one that sticks with me was a woman who got violently awed and posted a photo of her beat up face for support people dug through her post history and found that she'd at one point posted a picture of her at halloween with her face in makeup that included makeup bruising the crowd then decided that she was faking the whole thing for attention and started to harass her non-stop until she posted again with a video of her crying and trying to scrub the real wounds off her face oh my goodness me uh, that is awful wow i didn't expect that honestly normally reddit community is is really good and comes together and helps people out as we can we can see from the, the rest of the post here and just knowing this in general but this is terrible my word who else remembers that guy who posted in the drugs subreddit about how he got a hold of datura seeds and wanted to try them and document his experience then hours later he was making bizarre posts that were barely coherent then his account was no longer active since I think I've seen another YouTube video about this one. I haven't covered it myself, but yeah, this is truly shocking stuff. Very scary. And as of today, I don't think anyone actually knows for sure what happened to this person. The dude whose son <laughs> sodomized the dog and wrecked his marriage. Oh my God. That was crazy. 
The dog had a huge change of behavior and the husband took it to the vet who said it was sodomized. He freaked out and asked his son who admitted. Now he didn't tell his wife as it was a father son sort of thing, but then he caught the kid in the act of doing stuff with the dog. He then decided to tell the wife, but she didn't believe the husband at all. And the son said the dad was actually doing it to the dog. She took the son's side. What? I wonder if she ever found out the truth. Goodness me. Here are mine, which are probably tame in comparison to a lot of contributions here. But anyway, the guy who did a paternity test on his kids who were spread across different ages and found out he wasn't the biological father to any of them. His wife wouldn't admit to cheating throughout their marriage. And then after a few updates, she unalived herself. Oh my goodness me. The boy who accidentally paralyzed his school bully by shoving him away in defense and causing him to accidentally puncture his spinal cord on a sprinkler head. Wow. The examine death subreddit. I don't know exactly what that is. Maybe it's a little bit self-explanatory. If you do know for sure what it is, let me know in the comments down below. And then finally, the guy who admitted to accidentally... Okay, I don't think I can read. Can I read? I don't know if I can read that. Yeah, sorry guys. That one has to be censored. That is too strong for any platform. Okay, uh, it seems like um, this has started off pretty dark, which maybe is to be expected given the title of this Ask Reddit question. But nonetheless, we must continue. Don't remember where I read it exactly, but I found once a comment of a guy explaining how he was part of a subreddit that wanted to imitate the Truman Show. They basically chose a random person on Reddit and they would follow him around, commenting on all the posts he'd be active in. I don't know if that's really creepy, quite weird, or actually kind of cool. I don't know. Apparently, a few people who took part in that sub, which was r slash the Truman plan, said that it was actually pretty wholesome for the Truman, as they were writing only uplifting comments on his threads and the Truman said he liked it in the end when they revealed it. So I guess it wasn't as creepy in this case. Oh, of course. Sorry, for some reason I've, I've had in my mind that the person who's who was writing all these comments in the first place and had the comments on every single one of his posts knew that it was going on. But of course, that is not what happens in the Truman Show. Truman doesn't know that he is in his own show. Wow, this is actually kind of weird. How would you react if this happened to you and you got so many uplifting comments on all your posts? Do you reckon you'd clock on? Such a meta thing to happen that you just never expect to happen. Imagine that reveal. Oh, that'd be so weird. Not sure if it's the same, but the fact that a woman was posting often about her large family and then her account went quiet and it turned out that her two sons had killed the family and planned to then go on and kill a bunch of others. The baby sister was spared and another sister played dead so she could wait it out and survived. Really messed up story. The Bever family, so messed up and so sad. They're called the Broken Arrow Murders. There's info on Wiki and some comments below explain more. There was one on relationship advice where a guy was asking how to deal with his paranoid wife after she made friends with a fellow mum who suggested his working long hours was him cheating. He wrote a few posts where he detailed this friend being an issue, then how to deal with his wife when she got physically abusive. Eventually, he took the kids, put her in some sort of psychiatric facility, and she got out and unalived herself. The final post was him saying how the friend that kicked it all off wanted to say words at her funeral, and he didn't want her there at all. How can you do that? It's pretty much your fault that this woman has done this to herself, and then you want to say words at her funeral? 
after you put this idea into her head in the, in the first place and probably made her go all psycho. Oh, wow. A girl posted a story about how she caught her parents having sex while the mum was dressed in the daughter's clothes, essentially role-playing as the daughter for some sick fantasy again. I've covered this story. As I said with the previous one, I don't know exactly where it is on my channel. I will try my best to find it. With both of them, guys, if you can, if you know, if you know, remember the title or, or can find a link to my old episode, please do chuck it in the comments down below. And then I can put it in the pinned comment and in the description so that everyone else can go back and listen to these stories in full. But once again, yes, a story that I've covered and a story that made my skin crawl. It was, as you can probably tell, disgusting. I believe it was a combined effort between 4chan and Reddit, but both communities in mass voted for the Taylor Swift Sing at Your School contest and in overwhelming fashion made the number one voted school a school for the deaf. There we go. That is the sort of stuff I want to see. Admittedly, this has been quite dark and I, as I said, I, I probably should have expected it, but I want more stuff like this. This is absolutely amazing. One that sticks with me recently is the one where the woman found out her husband was sleeping with her mother and her twin brothers were actually her husband's kids. Yeah, uh, so there we go. Straight back down to earth. Then another follow-up comment. Wasn't the husband groomed at 15 to 17-ish to date the daughter so her mother would have sexual access to him? Oh my God. Can we go back to, to, to this one? I, I felt much better when we were talking about Taylor Swift singing to deaf children. That that was funny. This isn't funny. I want to throw in something recent and funny, thank you, to kind of provide some grounding from the other stuff in this thread. But it's the guy who humped his girlfriend to music until she asked him to stop. Then he kept doing it without the music, keeping the beat in his head, and she told him she could still tell. This went completely viral across social media, especially on TikTok. And yeah, if you know the tune, well, good for you. You know what? I'm actually, <laughs> I kind of want to play it just because it, it kind of went viral. Can we play just a little excerpt of it? Just a couple of seconds? Yeah, go on then. Yeah, okay, that's enough. There was an ask thread looking to hear from people that had legally killed someone. A guy posted saying that he was gaming with his noise cancelling headphones and an intruder had entered his home and was aring his wife. He didn't hear anything until he removed his headphones, walked into the bedroom, and killed the guy. Every time I put on gaming headphones, I think about that couple and wonder how they're doing. My goodness me. Lost for words. There was a post about a woman in inverted commas who wanted to know how to protect herself in the event that she were art and taken into the woods or something like that. She wanted to know what evidence could be left behind or something along those lines. Well, it turns out that when people reviewed the OP's history, he was actually a man and very clear it was someone trying to plan that crime. I'm not sure if I'm remembering it correctly, but it was super effed up. I hope that person hasn't harmed anyone since the years have passed. Wow. I mean, the lengths that people go to, that is just ugh, disgusting. The parasite man who loved being covered in parasites, breeding parasites, and worst of all, infecting others unknowingly. Worst of all, he referred to them as his children. I hope that was fake. Yeah, me too. And now for our final answer to the question, what is the most effed up thing that you've ever seen on Reddit? Uh, it's been an absolute whirlwind of an episode, that's for sure. 
the man who posted about his wife cheating on him. The wife was real nasty about it when he confronted her and even made him apologize for outing her lover to his wife. So the man posts on Reddit, what should I do? This is still bothering me. Reddit, of course, leave her ASAP. So he files for divorce. The day he tells her, the crazy wife then murders their two small children while he is asleep in the basement. He updated Reddit a few days later with what happened. It was national news. The only reason I know about it is because I watched a YouTube video on it a few weeks ago. Oh my goodness me. Okay, sorry, we can't end it with that. We need something wholesome, I'm sorry. Well, it's not effed up, effed up, but I remember that one guy got his Reddit to Spanish and asked how to get it back to English. And everyone replied in Spanish. Sadly, OP doesn't have the link anymore. Now, the great thing about this is that I found the original. Help, Reddit turned Spanish and I cannot undo it. As you can see, going on and on and on. And then, here we go. Simplemente vaya a su página de preferencias y busque la opción de idioma apropiado. Problema? Wow, so good. Ya, 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 mi ploto está trabajando. Oh my God. Is that, was this a person who started this in the first place? They're saying, ha, 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 ha. My uh, plan is working, I guess. Plata is plan, I don't know. No somos extraños para amar. Tú conoces las reglas y yo también. Un compromiso total, total es lo que estoy pensando. I mean, clearly, just brilliant. Ah, <laughs> there we go. Aprenda español. Learn Spanish. That, I guess, is the moral of this story. What is a small, seemingly insignificant decision that you've made that ended up having a huge impact on your life? These are the best answers. I broke my hand playing soccer in high school. I fell and landed awkwardly. Consequently, all I could do for gym class was walk a loop around the track the entire class period until my cast came off. A girl had a cast on her broken finger. Hers got accidentally closed in a car door. So she walked with me every day and we talked and hit it off. 20 plus years later, we're married with a couple of kids. Imagine if you never fell over. Wow, that is unbelievable. I went to prison for a robbery. I did it. I was a heroin addict. After almost five years in at a work center, I got a write-up which would make me stay in for a few months longer. The warden offered a deal if I'd paint a mural at a local high school of their mascot. They'd then forgive the write-up. Now, I'd always been good at drawing. They knew that, which is why they asked, but I'd never done a mural. I figured out how to scale it up in my head and I did it. I got out about six months later and made it my career. I'm now married, happy, and fully booked until summer of next year for work, owning my own business. In September, I will have been out for 10 years. I also hid my initials in the high school mascot mural. Well, there you go. Moral of that story, go to prison, I guess. I chose to be nice to everyone in high school, even the kids people thought were weird. Screwed my life up pretty bad 10 years ago and recently got a call asking if I wanted to train as a software developer by one of those kids. I was frying chicken in a gas station for scraps. The dude told me he remembered me being smart and into that stuff and knew I could learn fast. There you go. That is why you gotta be nice to everyone, absolutely everyone, because you never know who they may become later on in life. Also, it's just a nice thing to do, isn't it? I mean, that is karma in its purest form right there. I was flying to Costa Rica to go backpacking south from there. My sister told me to fly into Guatemala. I had to see it. So I did, and here I am, still 10 years later, with a son and a life I never imagined. Wow, you're telling me you never left? That is unbelievable. Again, what if your sister never told you to go there and you just didn't go? How different could your life be? Crazy. I was at a conference and stepped outside for a smoke. I bumped into a friend of mine who introduced me to the man he was walking with. 
That man encouraged me to apply for an opening in his office and six months later he hired me That was the job that jump-started my career changing my trajectory and all because of a bad habit again More of the story if you don't smoke get on it guys it's really good for you and it leads to opportunities like this sarcasm obviously i entered the green card lottery a friend was trying to figure out how to do it so i downloaded the instructions and completed an application to show them how since it was easier than asking them for all their info i made a dummy application using my own info when i was done i thought meh i might as well and i dropped my application into the outgoing mail then i forgot all about it i was highly confused when nearly a year later I got a letter from the state department i've been in the us for 20 years now married kids the whole thing biggest change i ever made and it was just a random 15 minute thing i did to help a buddy sorry americans watching and listening green card lottery is that really a thing you can just apply and get lucky and you get a green card that is mental how did i not know that was a thing please explain more in the comments down below oh what about your friend someone asks he never made it He was understandably a little jealous when I told him, but saw the funny side. What a great friend. Wow. So I guess in a a way, I mean, this isn't what happened, but you kind of stole his spot. Good stuff though. And at least you've made the most of it by, uh, yeah, marrying and being there for 20 years. On a night out, I went to a Burger King and at the last second decided to get chicken nuggets with my burger instead of chips. Doubling up on meat. A brave decision, but I rate it. I ate the burger, but I didn't feel like the nuggets by this point and wished I'd gotten chips instead. So I asked the person opposite me on the bus if he wanted them. My exact words were, Hey lad, do you want me chicken nuggets? He said yes. And we got talking. That was 16 years ago. And now we are married with a beautiful daughter. And that right there is the beauty of Liverpool. I took a random part-time job out of desperation, making wooden snowboard slash skateboard racks. That's a pretty cool job to be fair. 12 years later, I'm deeply embedded in the woodworking industry and I found a career. Didn't see that coming. That is pretty cool. I mean, it's one of those things, right? People say you don't really know what you like doing until you try things. This kind of felt forced, I guess, but sounds like you love it. Lucky, kind of, but also you put yourself out there and and you got the rewards. I rate it. I took the wrong train in a new city to a job, a minimum wage job that I didn't want, but needed at the time. I asked a random guy for directions back when phone GPS still kind of sucked. He happened to be going in the same general direction. We rode a train together and nerded out on films we were into. He was an aspiring filmmaker, very beginnings of aspirations, and I was just a film nerd without any post-high school education or thought of breaking into the industry. We ended up becoming roommates and collaborators eventually. We sold our first film to IFC about two years ago. That's insane. Fair play. I mean, it's one thing bumping into someone that likes films as well. But then you actually went and made a film and got it sold? Unreal. I grabbed a beer instead of going home early. I got offered a job when I was struggling to find a first one. And there you go. Once again, <laughs> the moral story is very simple. Smoke, drink, it's, it's all good stuff, guys. I was with my mum at a bar in Paris. She was a pain in the butt about what specifically she wanted to eat. So we left without finishing the drinks. 10 minutes after, the bar got shot by terrorists. Uh... Okay, maybe our first non-wholesome one. It wouldn't be Reddit without something like that, would it? This is probably the the attacks, the, the terrorist attacks of a few years ago. Uh, okay, let's move on. A kid's birthday party I wasn't planning to go to. I changed my mind at the last second and met my husband there. Again, as the commenter below says, just saying yes to invitations can unexpectedly change your life for the better. On the whole, I think you've got to say yes, majority of the time. 
because you never know what may happen. My new desk jobs internet filter stopped me from going to my favorite websites, but it didn't block boardgamegeek.com. So I ended up spending my downtime at work researching board games, game designers, and publishers. I read about a game that I couldn't find a copy of and put together a version of how I thought it might play. Later, I found out I was totally wrong about how that game worked, but I preferred my version of the game. Yada, yada, yada. I'm an award-winning board game designer now. <laughs> oh my goodness me. That's kind of crazy. And actually, kind of similar to how I started going on Reddit, you know. I think I was doing an internship. Yeah, I was. I was doing an internship at a bank. And in lunch and in a break, I was like, oh, I don't really have anything to do. I will just go on my phone. And I came across Reddit and specifically r slash no sleep and creepypasta and other sort of horror subreddits. And I started reading them and I was hooked. And that was my introduction to Reddit, the website. And that would have been, ooh, maybe seven years ago now. There you go. I had a blog where I couldn't figure out some HTML code. So I emailed the blog of another person who had figured it out and they sent me the code. They lived about a thousand miles from me and had never spoken before. But four years later, we're married, we've bought a house and have a child together. Crazy, that is uh, good going. Now, another editor actually asked this person, can they share more information about what happened here? And OP said, yeah, absolutely. So I was studying in for an advanced degree in my home state when I started a blog out of pure boredom during a school project. My traffic was minimal and while I wasn't looking to get bombarded with views, I wanted to see what other sites that had more traffic were doing that I could implement easily to make my site look a little cleaner. There was a custom widget that I'd been messing with for a while that another popular site, similar theme to mine, had managed to play successfully. They had exponentially more amounts of traffic than me, about 300 to 400 likes per post, which is a lot in the genre of blog we were in. So, on a whim, I used their contact form asking if they had any tips on the code, thinking they'd never email back. Well, long story short, they did. We started casually talking, then started collabing online. Then, by pure coincidence, her boss had family in the state I lived in, and they were driving down to see them in a few months. So she hitched a ride with them, we met, and the rest is history. They drove down a few months later to have Christmas with me and my family. They found a job in my state and moved down with me while I finished my degree. Marriage, house, baby, Haha, <laughs> playing World of Warcraft, I picked Druid. I ended up loving playing a healer. So I decided to become a nurse in real life. Still like being on the healing team. <laughs> that is actually unbelievable. Someone has said, good thing you didn't pick Warlock. <laughs> now I don't play World of Warcraft, but I imagine that Warlock here is, uh, cause a lot of damage. Let's just say that. There we go. I, I do think that actually is sensible. I think the, the characters that you pick in games does resonate to your personality in real life somewhat i'm not gonna lie i don't massively enjoy playing healer maybe that's why i'm not a doctor or a nurse but i do really like playing attack i'm thinking about overwatch here attack or tank i kind of like that uh healer less so what does that say about me i don't know me and two other co-workers decided to grab some dinner after our shift one ended up cancelling so i thought my other co-worker would cancel too we were both hungry, so we decided to still grab dinner together. Now, we've been co-workers for over a year and had always gotten along, but this dinner truly felt like a first day. It was so enjoyable and we talked so much that we didn't realize the restaurant had been closed and that the workers had been cleaning up around us. The servers were too nice to interrupt our conversation. Him and I ended up falling in love soon after that. We've been together for over six happy years and wouldn't change a thing. Well, thank goodness 
that your other co-worker decided to cancel. Oh, and here we go. One about Overwatch. Accepted an invite to some dude's team on Overwatch, the video game. Now I live on the opposite side of the country with him, and we have two dogs and a Costco membership. The Costco membership means you guys are serious. <laughs> There we go. Overwatch is a wonderful game. I tell you that. I worked in a kindergarten during my gap years between high school and university. I didn't even plan to go at the time. A kid with speech and social issues happened to take a special liking to me, resulting in me agreeing to work closely with his speech therapist, despite only being the teacher's assistant. This reignited my interest in language and made me apply to be a linguistics major. Now, my high school grades made it a long shot, but it turns out that very year, they tested out a new system of accepting 50% of students based on motivational essays to try and combat a high dropout rate in linguistics. I made it in on that. They ditched it the next year because it didn't work. But I now have a master's in language psychology and start teaching at the same university this semester. If I'd applied literally any other year, my chances would have been like lottery odds. You know what? That's true. But you make your own luck in this life. Fair play to you. I took a job in an emergency room doing insurance paperwork. I thought, okay, but what happens before they get to the hospital? That exposure led to a career as a first responder. I never would have imagined I'd be helping people in emergencies, but I've been doing it every day for decades. That is actually mad. Do you think after you've been doing it every day for decades, you kind of just get used to it? Like the crazy positions that, that people find themselves in, in, in dire need of professional help from people like you, you know, life-threatening, maybe even death situations crazy maybe get used to it. i don't know surely you would after 10 years of doing it though nuts nonetheless crazy job to do and uh yeah big respect decided to relax my leg while trying to kick the ball missed the ball and effed my knee up two years later still hurts <laughs> wait what okay that that is actually I, I, first of all i don't know what sport this is second of all not what i was expecting on this subreddit yeah thank you for sharing a depressing answer everything here is very inspiring says a commenter true almost made me delusional that i could do the same no 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 no. this is meant to be a wholesome video let's let's carry on we don't want to see any of that uh yeah it's a bit more real but you know let's carry on started working at age 16 my supervisor suggested i sign up for profit sharing a 401k precursor stayed with that company for 25 years made a nice contribution to my retirement later in life okay we are back i've got to say they're relaxing your leg while trying to kick a ball I'm just trying to think in football. What do I do? Yeah, you have to you have to keep your leg pretty straight and like contact with force. I, I don't think it relax. I mean, it, it can do as long as your foot and ankle. You need to lock your ankle. That is one thing for sure. I don't know if you can see this. Lock your ankle. I mean, should I get my feet out for the lads? No, I won't. That would get this video age restricted. Um, but if you want to see that, check out my OnlyFans link down below. Went for a jog, even though I didn't want to. Ended up meeting a cute woman who was a bit of a motor mouth, but we had a lot in common. We ended up dating for about four years. We wanted different things and it ended, but she's still a fantastic friend. That right there is the beauty of running. And as you can see, can you see this? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you can, if you can read what it says on my top, I don't even know what it says. I don't know. It's what I got after the Mara, doing the London Marathon. And um, you know, this has yet to happen to me, sadly. But you do see a lot of lovely women out, out running. I will say that. So that's always a perk. Get into running, guys. It's really good. Trust me, that's actually legit. Did your motor mouth her boat? Asking for a friend. Nearly didn't go to a blind date, but he was my soulmate. 
I knew in a blink when I met him. Lasted 33 years and I still miss him. Ah, that's really sad. But at least you met your soulmate in the first place and had 33 amazing years. You can look at it both ways, I guess. Or can you? I don't know. 33 years. Give me 50. I'll be after 50. That's for sure. Minimum. Decided to work out again. I'm loving it and I'm so much happier. <sighs> Honestly, the natural dopamine and just chemicals that you get from your body from working out going on a run doing whatever going on a walk are actually a cheat code in life and they make you so much better at other stuff a lot of the time when i don't even want to i'm knackered i know i have to go for a run because i'll feel less tired afterwards kind of oxymoronic but you know it sorts you right out mentally and physically trust me i was doing online dating with no success and i was ready to give up i almost cancelled my date just out of pessimism but i figured it was already scheduled i'll just go and if it doesn't work out i'll just take a break from dating the date lasted about eight hours and 15 years later we're still together that is a long date goodness me what's something that's happened to you that sounds fake but unfortunately isn't these are reddit's best answers to that question years ago i broke my right foot after six weeks in a boot i was leaving the orthopedist office boot free just me and my own two feet raw dogging the ground i was so excited to drive home now that i was out of that dang boot and then on the way to the car i stepped off the curb rolled my left ankle and broke it oh my gosh bro turned around walked right back in and said you'll never guess what a huge tree branch fell through the roof in my bedroom during a storm and about a minute after that a couple of raccoons fell into my room i mean imagine trying to tell your mates that they're just obviously not going to believe you that's ridiculous my grandmother prevented the neighbor boy from kidnapping our next door neighbor our house was the bus stop i woke up sick that morning and didn't go to school Grandma was the neighborhood grandma and she kept an eye on the kids that were at the stop every morning. She was watching the girl at the corner. She was the only one riding that morning. Looked back and she was gone. He was dragging her across our backyard with a knife to her throat. My grandma ran at him screaming and throwing rocks at him while I called the cops. She won citizen of the year in our city. What a woman. I mean, she's definitely save someone from absolute trauma and she may well have saved someone from from death let's be honest that's crazy fair play to her i was dragged out of a tent in my sleep by a pack of dingoes on fraser island in australia wow what is it i don't actually know what that is is that a, are they um kangaroos what is a dingo is, that a, is it a bird oh okay just in case anyone doesn't know and i didn't know this myself dingoes are wild dogs in australia I woke up to a weird feeling at my feet and saw that they were chewing on my toes through the sleeping bag. One of them was standing on my hips or on my stomach, staring at me in the face. Now, I'm not a fighter, but I hit him with such a punch on the side of the head, like a perfect right cross to his cute little face. He went flying sideways, which spooked all the others, about four or five of them. And with a few kicks from my bagged up legs, they scuttled away. I went back into the tent to find my then girlfriend still asleep and snoring away. The next morning, I went over to our tour guide fella, a massive Aussie dude named Tony, and told him what happened. And he asked, did you see which one it was? I mean, goodness me, Tony's got a little bit of banter. Wait, oh, no, he's actually being serious. Funnily enough, I did. He had a yellow and blue tag in his ear. They're all tagged on the island. And I remembered because they're the Wicklow colors where I'm from. And Tony just said, Ah, oh, yeah, that cunt. 
course he did. I ended up punching quite a bit of wildlife in my year there. <laughs> but Australia definitely started it. <laughs> what sort of story is that? I mean, phenomenal, really. In 1986, my parents planned a trip to Disney in Florida. A random man, again, tried to kidnap my half-brother by snatching him and running. He was tackled. My brother was safely returned to us and nothing happened to the guy as he disappeared into the crowd. Wow. Fast forward to 1989. In Ohio at a pop-up circus in a field, I was given change to go and get popcorn. A man dressed as a clown approached me and after several long minutes of small talk, grabbed me. Bystanders saw the ordeal and a random man with exquisite sideburns chased down this man who had thrown me into his pickup truck and gunned it. Mr. Sideburns and another man were able to pull him from the vehicle and stop the truck as it rolled into a parking lot and hit several parked vehicles. I was actually fine other than some forehead scrapes from hitting the dash. The clown wasn't a circus performer or associated with the circus. He was an opportunistic predator. I can't even say that either of these events were the worst part of my childhood. Also, F clowns. I mean, yeah, I can agree with that last bit. And as for your, your penultimate sentence, well, that is very sad. Not me, but my uncle. He was in Jamaica when his wife, who was doing fitness classes, died due to a perforated bowel from a meal at the resort. Sorry, I feel like I've started that off in like a jolly way. She died due to a perforated bowel from a meal at the resort. I mean, that is awful. That is absolutely awful. Sorry. The authorities drove him to an ATM and told him he's going to be suspect number one if he doesn't pay them and he'll never have his wife repatriated to the US. So first of all, your wife dies suddenly and now you're getting destroyed by corrupt cops in Jamaica. What a holiday. He complied and they took him back to the resort. Oh my goodness me. Now, unbeknownst to him, T-Pain was also there and caught wind of the situation. He worked magic with his connections to keep my uncle safe and bring my aunt home for a funeral, as well as providing his bodyguard protection to my uncle. Wow. To this day, almost two decades later, they will video chat on holidays like Easter to talk. And in my view, that man is a saint to our family. Anytime he's in town, they'll meet backstage before one of his concerts and they'll have a big hug. One time he met his family. I will never forget the kindness this man has shown over decades. It's insane. And you know what else is insane? There's a picture here of T-Pain hugging my uncle. Wow. There we go. I mean, first of all, so sad to hear what happened to your uncle and, and obviously your aunt. But T-Pain, what a man. Is there any proof that this is definitely who you say it is? Let's just have a little check. That is his uncle. And I want to call out that in 2007... T-Pain was just 23 years old when he did this selfless act. In my opinion, that just amplifies the character he holds himself to that you see in his actions throughout his entire life. What an awesome man. You know what? Shout out T-Pain. I didn't realize he was that kind. I lived in a small quiet town and my house was in a cul-de-sac. So all the neighbors knew each other and we all got along well. One night when I was about 12 years old, I was babysitting my baby brothers, who are twins. It was bedtime, so we were laying in my mum's bed watching a movie to wind down. Suddenly, they both start whining that they want chocolate milk. I was super annoyed because I just wanted them to go to sleep so I could be off the clock, so to speak. Just as we walked through the doorway and out of the bedroom, I heard what sounded like firecrackers going off in the bedroom we just left. I peeked my head back in the doorway and heard a couple more. 
It sounded like it was coming from the closet, which was about a foot away from me at this point. I called my mum and told her what happened and that I was scared. We didn't go back in the room until she got home. Now, once she was home, we discovered several bullet holes throughout the bedroom, in the walls, in the closet door, and one in the corner of the TV. So we called the cops. They figured out that our neighbor had been doing some target practice in his garage and drinking and his garage wall faced our house. So the bullets entered my mum's bedroom through the wall, just a few inches above her head, which had no headboard, right where our heads had been while we were lying there watching the movie. If those little buttheads hadn't bothered me for chocolate milk at that exact moment, things could have been very different. Oh my goodness me. Only in America would someone be shooting bullets in their own garage. I mean, come on, guys. That is nuts. Fair play. Chocolate milk is lovely. I want some now. In 2012, I lifeguarded at a beach in Delaware. I was talking with a lady who was drinking a glass of wine on the beach. While telling her she was not allowed to do that, Dave Grohl walked behind me. I was and am a massive fan and knew he would vacation at this beach, but I never assumed that I would run into him. In the moment of being absolutely starstruck, the lady goes, Oh, you're a fan of Dave, I see barely able to talk i said yes he is the reason i got into drumming she then said oh well he's my son you should go and say hi i let her drink the wine and i was able to talk to my music idol for a solid 20 minutes one of the best days of my life that is actually unbelievable i feel like this woman tactically said you know what son get over here i need some help i want this wine on the beach chats this bloke let me down my red my childhood best friend's mum passed away by drowning my best friend then died a couple of months later by being hit by an 18 wheeler on the side of the road her father then died a few months later from throat cancer lost my entire second family in under a year due to unrelated incidents it's been seven years and i'm still not over it <sighs> okay uh Wow. And I feel like we were going down a kind of fun route there with Dave Grohl and music idols. But uh, yeah, back down to earth. Uh, Genuinely. Yeah. All I can say is very, very sorry to hear that. But hey, moving on to uh, something a lot more fun. I was hit in the head by a bowling ball on a trampoline. There we go. 911 hung up on my cousin because they thought it was a prank. That is actually so... I mean, to be fair, imagine that phone call. Can you actually imagine? You know what? Let's recreate it. How would that phone call sound? 911, what is your emergency? Yeah, you see, I, I just hit my cousin in the head on the trampoline with a bowling ball. Can you um come and help? Yeah, sure you did, pal. And then just hangs up. There we go. I was thrown off a motorcycle on the interstate when I was 22 months old. Yes, months. My parents thought I was dead because my head was ripped open, skull too but took me to the hospital anyway. Oh, they actually thought you were dead. Oh God. ETA, this happened in the Midwest, US on an interstate. They thought you were dead, but then you actually survived and you know, clearly you're able to, to do all this stuff. I mean, hopefully live a normal life. You can comment on Reddit at least. Jesus, traumatic, that's for sure. I broke my humerus while sitting stock still at my computer desk. Bone cancer had eaten through it and it chose that moment to just snap in half zero out of ten do not recommend oh my god i mean that's not very funny bone 
Edit, just to answer some questions and to get past that disgusting joke. I did not realize I had cancer at the time. This was how I found out. You found out you had cancer by your bone breaking. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but Jesus. I had my elbow resting on the armrest, so I imagine the pressure was what finally did it. I'm okay now. Almost 10 years in remission. There we go. That's good stuff. Not mine, but a friend's story. When she was about five or so, she was at CVS with her dad when someone robbed the store. While the robber is pointing a gun and yelling at everyone to get on the ground, her dad, being an Asian man born in Asia, says, happy Halloween, because he thought it was a costume. This happened in November. <laughs> okay, there we go. It's taken this long, but that is finally like a laugh out loud moment. <laughs> This is hilarious. Yes, it is. I mean, I really want to know what happened next. Jesus, that is that is so, so good. The robber must have been like, what? Maybe they were just so confused. They just dipped out. They were like, I can't deal with this. This is too much. What is going on? I've randomly come across not one, but two people attempting or about to attempt to unalive themselves. These answers are very, very, you know, there's a spectrum here. And I feel like we're jumping from, from one end to the other very very consistently from the first reddit post to the next and so on but nonetheless let's carry on didn't know either of them both totally different locations both times i was just living my normal life and then suddenly i'm trying to stop an unalive moment the ambulance came and got the one the other one after a very long talk down ended up taking off upon realizing i dialed 911 so the operator could hear what was going on I mean, fair play, you've actually, you've legit saved lives of strangers. That is actually unbelievable. I mean, yeah, it's pretty dark, but that is nuts. I hope that makes you feel good about yourself because that is one of the most unbelievable, like, impressive things you could possibly do. Fair play. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a very sad situation, but to do that and save at least one life, I mean, probably two, it sounds like, that's unbelievable. Fair play to dogs and guns. Great username. There's a lamb that hates me and goes out of its way to kick only me when I visit my father's farm. This is what I mean. Look, can I, can I get this both on the same thing? We go from dogs and guns to that. Sad campaign. That is the beauty of Reddit right there. Right there. I was cuffed and thrown in the back of a cop car after being accused of stealing cars while walking through a bowling alley parking lot. I was 12. You know what? 12-year-olds, yeah, maybe they're not legally past their driving test, but I reckon they're some of the best drivers out there. You see them whipping around on go-kart courses. They're just flying. So, you know what? I believe it. I reckon you were stealing whips. When I was in elementary school, we went on a class trip to one of those old colonial towns to see how life was back then for settlers. During lunch break, I went to the bathroom and a man paid me to take pictures of me in the bathroom. Uh, wow, okay. I was really excited to get money. I mean, fair enough, you're in elementary school. You probably knew nothing, nothing better. Next thing I knew, I was in a police car, scared out of my mind that I was in trouble. I kept apologizing to the cop while my mum tried to calm me down. I remember crying all night that my principal would hate me because I made the cops come. What? Uh, cops come. Just, okay, sorry. What an odd memory. First of all, I didn't do that on purpose. Second of all, not the right time. Third of all, I'm only allowed to do that because uh, nothing actually happened to this person and they ended up being safe. Is that true? I mean, they were paid to... Uh, let's carry on. I was working and felt like I broke a rib. It went away, but I offhandedly mentioned it to my doctor. She was super concerned and ordered a bone scan. It was stage four cancer. Again. Oh my goodness me. 
That's exactly how my dad found out he had cancer. I wish you the best. Is that just a thing with bone? I mean, it makes complete sense that your bones feel weak or you break a bone when you have bone cancer. So probably a stupid question. But for some reason, I've never thought about that. There you go. People with bone cancer, um, get in the comments down below. Let me know what it's like. Uh, and if it's really bad, then I will heart your comments. And now let's end on a really, really wholesome one because, you know, this video has been a little bit up and down. So I think this will be a lovely one to end with. My cousin beat my aunt to death, then put a towel over her face and sat down and ate dinner. My other cousin had a welfare check and they found him watching TV with her body in the kitchen. And there we go, guys. Uh, it's been really good. Actually, you know what? There's, there's another edit on this, just, just to give a little bit more context. This happened about 10 years ago in Florida. My cousin is mentally unstable due to a car accident that happened to him when he was in his teens. And he's been on medication his whole life. I guess the older he got, the worse he got. He was in his late 40s when he killed my aunt. I guess they got into an argument and he snapped and beat her to death then cleaned up and put all the evidence in the attic but left her lying on the kitchen floor with the towel over her face he's been in a mental institution ever since and there we go what's your biggest i effed up moments i was a bank teller working drive through and i had a fat stack of cash in an envelope roughly three thousand dollars that i'd set aside because i needed my manager to take it to the vault because i was over the max amount allowed to keep in the drawer at any time i'm just going through the motions and some guy was doing a cash withdrawal and while i was on autopilot i sent back his tube with the envelope containing three thousand dollars instead of the few hundred he was withdrawing worst part was i didn't realize this until about 15 minutes and 10 or so transactions later i immediately called my manager and just said i screwed up big time I couldn't even remember which account it was on, so I had no idea who to call or who he was. He could have kept that money and we would have never known. Luckily, he was a good Samaritan and came back into the branch and asked for the manager, saying, I believe there was a mistake. I was given way too much money, but I noticed it wasn't taken out of my accounts. I don't want your teller fired over this. The issue was resolved in under an hour and I'm forever thankful that guy was a good person and came back to return the money. You know what? What a good bloke because there's a high chance that if he didn't come back, OP may well have been fired. Legend. I read a manifest wrong and pumped the wrong chemical down an oil well and literally ruined a brand new well worth about four million. They had to abandon it. Well then, on the day I was moving to Jersey from VA, I had a date in VA. I was planning on driving straight to NJ after the date. I ate something bad during dinner and my stomach started acting up. But the date was going well and I didn't want to cut it short and thought I could hold it until the date was over. Right after it ended, I got into my car and drove to the nearest restaurant to use the bathroom. But nature prevailed and I couldn't hold it. I literally pooped my pants. It was so bad, I couldn't even get out of my car. So I drove with poop in my pants from VA to NJ. I was worried that I might get pulled over. I got to my apartment building at 3 a.m. in the morning, walked up three flights of stairs to make less noise. Then I got rid of my clothes and took a shower. So the damage. I had to buy tools and throw away the driver's side car seat. Cost me 2,000 bucks. I had it detailed four times in two months and finally decided to get rid of the car to get rid of the trauma. P.S. I married her, but she doesn't know the story. Nobody close to me knows. I will take this to my grave. So it was worth it then. Wow. For me, I've not got a lot of effed up moments yet, but me and my brother sprinted on a pedestrian crossing and got hit by a car 
about seven years ago. I realized that I'd effed up when I noticed I was flying through the air. Um, not a lot of effed up moments apart from getting it by a car My ex left her panties at my house a few months before I started dating my current girlfriend And when I found them, I thought they were my currents Needless to say when I handed her the panties like hey, you left these with a smile on my face And she told me they weren't hers my heart dropped like an anvil She was definitely angry for a few days, but we're fine now. That sucks. She thought you were doing a good thing Oh, no in my 20s while working at home depot I walked by an aisle full of pallets of doors as soon as I casually walked by all of the doors came crashing down Pallets and all no one knows how it happened But i'm pretty sure I was the one that put the pallets there a few days prior the damages were in the thousands Now luckily no one was hurt, but I still think about all of the booby traps. I left in that place Doctor here the first surgery I scrubbed into in my surgery clerkship in medical school I accidentally stabbed the patient's liver with a tool called a trocar just for some background in laparoscopic surgery Typically three small incisions are made and surgical tools and a camera a laparoscope are inserted in order to perform the surgery After making the initial incision a trocar is placed into the incision to widen it and facilitate the passage of tools Basically, I misjudged how much force I would need to push the trocar through and very slightly nicked the patient's liver. I immediately began to sweat and fog up my eye protection, thinking I just killed the patient. Luckily, the injury was very minor, and I didn't hit any major blood vessels. The surgeon cauterized the area that I hit to stop some minor bleeding, and it was fine. After we saw the patient, a few weeks after taking out her gallbladder, she was perfectly fine and recovering well. Our very old blender started smoking when I was using it, So I frantically unplugged it at the wall and started taking it apart It was when I heard the whirring and felt the blade go through my fingertip that I realized in my panic I'd instead unplugged the toaster from the socket next to it Oh my god When I was in seventh grade My parents woke me up from bed and took me to the guest room where they proceeded to show me what history on the computer was So in other words probably the worst night of your life. Um Wow, I was working a facilities job in my early 20s and was a heavy smoker at the time I worked for a wealthy company and had a no smoking rule So every time I needed a cigarette, I had to hide behind the building to smoke Due to a recent change in furniture, we were left with lots of cardboard and plastic wrap So the DO ordered a rollaway dumpster to the site This rollaway dumpster happened to be put around the corner of where I smoked One night I was smoking and got a call to go do a fix on a machine So I put my cigarette out before finishing it with the intent to come back later The cigarette broke in half while I was doing so and in frustration I tossed it into the dumpster I do the fix on the machine and go back to the shop office to sit down five minutes go by And one of the other facilities guys comes running in and tells me there's a fire I run to a fire extinguisher and run outside to see there's a huge fire in the dumpster So me and three other people jump in the dumpster to attempt to put it out After two long minutes I look down and see flames coming from underneath the cardboard I'm standing on and decide to call it time and dial 911 The flames erupted nine to ten feet out of the dumpster when the fire department arrived And it took them nearly half an hour to put it out We were all examined afterwards and the fire department recommended we all go to the hospital immediately due to smoke inhalation My cigarette sent three people to the hospital and a security camera above the dumpster saw the whole thing I was fired and banned from the place I worked 
In the end, I was very fortunate nothing was damaged and nobody was seriously injured. Definitely was an I screwed up moment. I've been a scuba diver for 22 years and have over 3,000 dives under my belt. I've seen only a couple of major dive accidents. One was a heart attack. The guy lived and is doing okay, but the other happened to me and my two buddies. I was in the Komodo Islands and it was a drift dive, a dive where the current is so strong you make yourself neutrally buoyant and go with the current and relax. We were diving nitrox, a mixture of oxygen and nitrogen with a higher concentration of oxygen than regular air. I had a mixture that was 36% oxygen and my buddies were within 0.5% of my oxygen content. This is important because under pressure, oxygen becomes toxic. For recreational divers, there's a depth limit of 40 meters, 130 feet. Now this is to make sure that nobody gets oxygen toxicity, which normally would set in around 300 plus feet or 90 plus meters. However, with a higher oxygen content, the safe level becomes shallower. We had a fourth buddy that was a part of our guys group. She was a lady that spoke little English and was very aloof. Our tour guy goes into the water and we follow him. Well, almost all of us. The lady decided she wanted to go her own way. The guide chases after her. The current is so strong, we have to climb horizontally across the reef using reef hooks, and it was harder than climbing up a mountain. As we're doing this, my buddy's clip breaks. My other buddy and I unhook our clips and go after our friend. As we drift, we notice another group from our boat, so we join them. The dive is going smoothly until I noticed my buddy is trying to take a picture of something and is facing down, staring at the ground. I go check on him and realize that he has nitrogen narcosis. Basically, it makes you feel intoxicated and causes disorientation and other effects. He was severely disoriented. I grab onto him as the tour guide comes over to help. Out of nowhere, the ocean floor starts dropping out from underneath us. I start pulling us towards the rest of the group we had joined. I then noticed that all of our bubbles are going down. I thought it was one of the most amazing and beautiful things I've ever seen. Until a split second later, I realized we were caught in a down current. As the ocean floor descends and there is a current, the water will follow gravity being pulled deeper causing the water to have a current that drags you deeper. I quickly check my depth and realize I'm at 130 feet and sinking quickly. I grab my two buddies by the tank valve and kick as hard and fast as I could. I end up getting us all up to the surface. After a few minutes, I notice that we are alone. I blow my whistle and hear a response, so I swim towards it, towing my two buddies. Eventually, I reunite with the group. However, because we all got caught in the down current and the water was moving so fast, we ended up more than a mile from the island where we'd been diving. We were still drifting away. We throw up our marker boys and start making plans to go to one of the other islands we were drifting past, depending on how long we'd be drifting for. I told the group to wave to the boys in distress but to conserve our air for emergencies and to keep our lights off until nighttime if it came to that. Luckily, another boat saw us in distress and rescued us. I put us all on decompression illness watch and we're done diving for at least 24 hours to monitor our symptoms, making sure we don't have a fun stay in a hyperbaric chamber. We were all okay and nobody had any lasting physical symptoms. 
A couple of people did have PTSD though, which is understandable given how close we came to dying that day. I was in high school and after a football game, had some friends come over for a fire. We couldn't get the wood lit, so someone had the bright idea of getting out the gasoline. As I pour some gas onto the barely lit fire, the fire travels up the stream of gas into the gas can. I go into a full-blown panic as I hold this now flamethrower that may or may not explode in my hand. So I had the genius idea of tossing the gas can into my pool that was nearby. Little did I know that gas floats on water, So now my pool looks like the gates of hell and next thing I know the liner is burnt to a crisp and water goes everywhere My friends look at me amazed that I caught water on fire Everyone ended up leaving and I went and got laid one last time before my mum murdered me Well, at least you got that in so there we go guys Those are the internet's best answers to the question. What is your biggest I effed up moment? I want to hear your comments now down below if you've got something that springs to mind Please do comment here and then also go down and look through the comments as i'm sure you've been doing throughout this video And like some of the funny ones because I reckon you lot have got some very original stuff to say I want to hear it now for me a moment that springs to mind very quickly is when I accidentally let my snake marty go down the back of a sink Um, we nearly lost him and he almost definitely would have died So yeah, that was a bit of an f up had to pull him as hard as I could as he was trying to go down the back of a sink My three quarters of his body was already down there and yeah me and my mum were holding on to him for dear life Pulling very hard Uh, snakes are strong by the way if you didn't know And after like a bit of a war it would have been at least two three minutes of pulling as hard as we can him pulling as hard as he could He came out eventually gave up and thankfully he's still alive today in his vivarium safe and not down somewhere underneath our house yeah that probably was it for me what is your most embarrassing you were not supposed to see that story these are the internet's best answers to that question i still laugh about the time i walked in on my wife looking at her butthole in the mirror standing head between the legs i've never seen anyone shoot up quicker when casually asked what you're doing she tells me to this day that i walk too quietly we have a single person bathroom in my office Last week, I started earlier on Monday than I ever had before. I took my morning poop, but I couldn't flush it down because the pipes were frozen, which is apparently common on a Monday morning, and you're meant to do a test flush. I had to ask my manager for his space heater, which took an hour to thaw the pipes enough for me to dispose of my shame. I sent a sex to a co-worker instead of my girlfriend. Yeesh, that was awkward. My first day of work at a new job, as the only dude on a team of nine women. I was adjusting a setting on an app I have. I realized it was going to go off soon. And now that I was at a new job, I no longer wanted this daily notification. This app is known for being very inappropriate and sarcastic. As I was adjusting it, it said very loudly, I watch you while you sleep. I then had to show all my new co-workers the app so that they wouldn't think I was doing something weird at work. It was Carrot Alarm Clock. Funny app, but not one you want going off at work. What a good first impression. My aunt asked if I was talking to anyone. I said, yeah. And coincidentally, that girl just sent me a snap. I was like, oh, this is her. Let's see what she said. It was a nude. Another great first impression. My sister caught me talking to older women. She said I'm terrible at texting. I got back to my dorm after class, opened the door to my room, and was treated to the sight of my roommate's scrawny butt and his girlfriend's legs in the air. From then on, he let me know anytime she was coming to visit. I used to work at Mayer's, and every couple of months, we had to take an updated training test on a computer in a room built in with the break room. I went back to take my test and heard someone come in and start eating lunch. 
I was out of sight, so the girl that came in perceived to be alone. I finished my test, and when I got up and started to walk into the break room from the computer room, she let out the loudest, nastiest, greasiest fart I've ever heard in my life. She looked me right in the eyes mid-farts as I came walking in. She was always a snobby co-worker that was rude to me. She was never after that day. I guess she was scared I'd tell people the story. I didn't say anything to her. I just walked out fast so the stench wouldn't hit my nose. Greasiest? That's disgusting. This is not a sexy thing, but it's still super embarrassing. Warning, this is really gross. In middle school, I sneezed at lunch. I didn't expect that the sneeze would send a bunch of snot and mucus flying, landing on my arm, still dangling from my nose. Seriously, there was so much. I've never sneezed like that before or since. I panicked because I had nothing to wipe it on. No way to clean it up without drawing attention. So I just sucked it back in, thinking I was being discreet since I was sitting alone. Nope. Four to five boys sitting at another table all saw me and freaked out. Some saying how gross it was, others just staring in horror. I wanted to melt into the floor. Probably 10 years ago, my brother-in-law lived with us. I was 38, he was mid-20s. I'm a larger hairy dad, it's relevant. Anyway, one night around midnight, my wife and kids were all asleep and he came home and locked eyes with me on the floor in the middle of the living room, totally red-faced, playing the kids' Hannah Montana video game on the Wii. My cousin was visiting this past weekend. I have three German shepherds who have no concept of personal space. On Friday, one of them jumped up to lick her face, and on the way down, a paw caught her pants. So, saw cousins downstairs. On Saturday, she was in a crop top and outside with me while I was smoking. The dog tried again to lick her face, but caught her shirts and put her boobs out on display. So the short answer is, I found out my cousin has a lot of piercings, lol. I used to have my ex-boyfriend saved as daddy tongue emoji in my phone. I know, cringe, but it was our little joke. I had my father saved as daddy love heart emoji as well. I stupidly thought that the difference in emojis would save me from majorly embarrassing myself. Well, I got a new bra and I sent a picture of myself in it to the wrong daddy. My eyes widened as it sensed and in that moment, I wished a giant hole would appear in the ground out of nowhere so I could jump in it. I frantically tried to save the situation and told him that I actually meant to send that picture to my mum to show her my new bra. He didn't reply until a couple of days later and all he said was, okay. We have never spoken about that moment to this day. That's probably for the best. I mean, literally two letters. Does it get worse than that? I was at MD Anderson Hospital. I opened the door to a unisex bathroom. There, with her drawers down, was the head of the dermatology department. After that, she came in to examine me with four interns. Wow. When I was like 17, I was singing Lights by Ellie Goulding in my kitchen, dancing around and pretending my phone was a microphone. Must have been around 2012. Later that day, I went to my grandma's. Now, she had a voicemail of me singing it, and she played it for me, And I was basically like, dang, that's crazy. I don't know what that is, knowing full well it was me the entire time. I was trying out a kink website to try and meet people with my same kink in my area. My hairdresser is a family friend, and her weirdo son turns out to be on the site. And although we aren't even in the same area, he DMs me and basically docks himself in the process. Three months later, when helping me move, my mum casually mentions that my hairdresser told her about my kink profile because her weirdo son told her about it. When I say I wanted to freaking die, 
My girlfriend was going out for field work very early in the morning, 5.30 a.m. And I thought she'd locked herself out of the house after needing to get more supplies from the house. So I answered the door naked, thinking it was her. It was actually her attractive co-worker, friend. I was very groggy. She saw everything. So... I do stuff with my boyfriend that involves a lot of photos and videos. At my new job, it's very uptight and professional, we had this team bonding thing where we'd go around and connect our phones to a Bluetooth projector and show everyone a place we vacationed to or wanted to vacation to. Stupid corporate stuff I'm sure you've all had to do before. I'd been there about two weeks and there were 40 or so of us in the room. The boss called on me because I'm the new girl and yeah connected to bluetooth and now everyone at work knows what i look like naked as i fumbled my phone trying to pull up these pics we took at sedona it was dead quiet until they awkwardly moved on to someone else oh my god when silence is deafening i got a job once the boss had also hired her mum in an act of flagrant nepotism The mum was somewhat irritating and would never stop talking. Among the several thousand or so things she mentioned, she told me about how her daughter was dating a guy at the same office. Well, come to find out, they were in a relationship forbidden by office rules, and I wasn't supposed to know that. So I ended up losing my job because my boss decided not to risk me letting her secret out, which I only found out about because among the many rules she broke, she was having the company pay her mum to sit there and irritate people my wife was out of town for a few days three-year-old twins were down for a nap i needed a little time to myself stupid me didn't grab a blanket at precisely the moment of triumph three-year-old toddled in his eyes went wide daddy why your pee white he's dang near 16 now that memory still sets my teeth on edge long story short i went to a daycare with gangs that made it hard to use the bathroom during outside time I took a poop in the bushes on the side of the house and got caught. The lady who ran the daycare waited for my dad to get there, then made me use a paper bag to pick it up in front of him. Okay, embarrassing, sure, but you went to a daycare with gangs? What? I need to know more. Another return to my corporate software development days. Having bought a very large regional bank, we need to convert those accounts onto our systems. More complicated than it sounds for legal reasons. We are getting ready to test the conversation. We were starting small, then would run in parallel the multi-week conversation. I'd been gifted with setting up a command center for us in software development. I analyzed the size of development teams, their involvement in the conversation, what other projects they were involved with, and so on. I wrote a memo outlining how many people each development area needed to provide and when. I attached the memo to the email, addressing it to senior VPs, more senior VPs, and the CIO. I emphasized that full coverage was needed and they were responsible for providing bodies, including the words, shifts cannot be dropped, they must be covered. But MS Word didn't flag misspelling shifts without the F. So yes, I wrote, you know what, cannot be dropped, they must be covered. I had my chops busted by every one of the recipients. It started with my boss's boss and the senior PM trying to convince me that HR wanted to speak with me. I could have believed it if they weren't falling out of their chairs giggling. Oh, when I was like 16, I had a mole on one of my butt cheeks and I had to take a picture of it to show and send to my doctors because it didn't look right. I'm a girl, by the way. I totally forgot to delete the photos off my phone and I went into school the next day. 
and one of my friends a guy needed to use my phone for some classwork So he took a picture of some work and when he opened up the photos app He and some others at the table sitting there just see some photos of me and my butt out butt naked showcasing this mole safe to say i was so embarrassed well i'm not surprised and there we go guys those are the internet's best answers to the question what is your most embarrassing you were not supposed to see that story now it's your time get involved get down the comment section i want to hear your stories listen i can imagine that a few of you have walked in on some very precarious events let me just say that now for me personally i do have a couple of things that spring to mind but i'm not quite sure that I want to say them on YouTube, if I'm honest. Maybe I'll leave those for another time. Yeah, a little bit NSFW, that's for sure. Who is your I freaking hate this guy guy? I'm a Ukrainian sitting in a shelter due to a possible airstrike. I'll let you guess who the guy is. Well, hey, I'm a non-Ukrainian and I hate that guy too. My best friend moved to a different state, met a guy and quickly got engaged. She brought him to meet us and he told me how much he made within the first 10 minutes. He asked what I made, scoffed at the amounts, said he'd never live in my apartment because we didn't have an elevator, said he'd never be caught dead driving in a car like mine. Also said he buys new cars every two years. He talked over my friend constantly, like I'd ask her a question and he would answer for her. He complained about the amount of money that she made and made fun of her job. She's a social worker who works with underage girls that have eating disorders. He styles his moustache to do that pretentious curl thing with wax. Screw that guy. Out of all those things, the last line is the worst. The type of people where you can see right through their BS, but nobody else can. That is actually the worst, especially when everyone else likes them. Yeah, any dude whose personality revolves around being alpha... I worked as a receptionist at an eye doctor glasses store for a bit There was this one dude who I kept needing to call Confirm exam appointment, question about order His glasses are ready, his glasses were ready a week ago And he still hasn't picked them up, etc This dude never answered his phone And his voicemail message was two minutes of him acting like he couldn't hear you Hello, hello, I can't hear you, etc And then him saying, just text me And then you hear the beat for the voicemail machine to start recording the first time i fell for it because he did a genuinely convincing job every other time i had to sit through this long thing to be able to actually leave a message i bet this idiot thought he was so clever and didn't even consider that someone other than his friends would call no i can't just text you from the vision center's landline i hope this guy gets a clue before he applies to jobs with this or something screw that guy there was a person who told me he has the right to have sex with a girl in my class because his father is an independent entrepreneur while the girls is employed at an agency yeah just warn the girl please what the heck my brother's uncle i refuse to claim him He's an alcoholic and a drug addict that put my grandparents through hell. Some of the gems that he said to his mother's face are, Why don't you just give me my inheritance now? Why would I want to ruin my Christmas Eve by spending it with you? Then, once she died, it was, oh, boo-hoo, swore he'd put family first. He then proceeded to treat my grandfather like trash. And because grandpa lived with me, I saw it firsthand. He'd say he was coming over on Sunday, so Grandpa would be up at the crack of dawn ready to go and would be sitting watching out the window like a kid who has divorced parents and is waiting for his dad to show up for his weekend. 
He'd sit there all day and then be heartbroken when this effer didn't show up and never called. Listening to my grandfather cry because he was so upset made me see red. That is horrible. Then, once grandpa died, it was all boo-hoo, poor me all over again. Since both of my grandparents were now gone, I ripped into him and told him exactly what I thought of him. That was 13 years ago, and it still wasn't enough for me. Recently, he told his probation officer that he lived with me and gave his PO my address. The PO then comes to me looking for him. That was a fun conversation. He is a pathetic, worthless waste of oxygen, and I hope he dies cold, alone, and painfully slowly. These are just a couple examples, but they don't even scratch the surface of what a POS he is. My neighbor's got a meth addiction, and she's super crazy. When she gets high, she runs up and down the street naked. She's tackled me four times to save me from aliens. And she once called the police and said I'd murdered a baby in her closet. Don't do meth, kids. Then you'll be like trailer trash Tammy. That is weird. My 30-something-year-old neighbor. We share a property line with this clown. I planted a row of lilac bushes almost 25 years ago. And he wants me to take them out because he says they block the sun from his garden. The lilacs are planted well on our side of the property line, but he thinks that his back fence was built two feet into his property and that the lilacs are really on his property. This has been going on for over three years, so I shelled out 3k for a survey and lo and behold, the property line is exactly where I thought it was. Three feet from my lilac hedge. A fence is being erected as soon as the ground thaws. Screw him. My ex-boss was a colossal idiot. You know the type who are always right even when they're wrong. Easily passes you any work they deem hard while having this mentality that you are some kind of computer-controlled drone who exists to telepathically know what he needs and when designed to serve him. Well, the guy had this belief that everything can only be done right if done his way. Anything else is faulty even if done properly as it's dictated by the clients. I still remember this event. I was upside in an attic fixing wiring when I hear this conversation below. It's my ex-boss. This was made the wrong way. OP is such a useless worker. How can he not understand such a simple task? My second boss enters the scene and is not aware of the previous complaints. What's the matter? Did John, another worker, do something bad with that one? Wait, John did this? Yeah, he just finished an hour ago. Is something wrong? No, it's perfect. Tell him it was good work. You know it's bad when a boss is saying if work is good or not based on who's done it. That is embarrassing. There were these two stereotypical dumb F-boys at my last job. Inconsiderate, blasting loud, trashy trap music, talking about how they both have hoes for days, show up to work drunk or high, never talked about anything intelligent. Screw it. I couldn't stand those idiots. I used to work as a receptionist for an OB office and there was a patient's husband that we all loathed. He called his wife a fat cow in front of the nurse when she was in the hospital having baby number nine and needed an emergency c-section the hospital had to get security involved because he was blocking the door so they couldn't take her to the or what he refused to let her have a hysterectomy even though she had a lot of medical issues that could have been resolved by that now she didn't legally need his permission but they were amish so she submitted to him he made her try for a vaginal delivery after a c-section even though it was more risky he wouldn't let her take her insulin for her gestational diabetes i came to the conclusion that he was trying to make her die without actually pulling the trigger physically 
He was an absolute monster and I still think about her and wonder if she's okay Six years later and I still remember her name You know what op I think you're right. I think this guy was trying to kill his wife. That's mad A former hs teammate of mine was just a huge jerk to everyone But what annoyed me the most about him was his instagram stories would be about how god wants you to be a really nice person Mind you i'm religious too. I'm not knocking that part But then he's just a complete idiot in real life. He had it out for me specifically since day one The only dude on this planet I genuinely hate bobby kotick this guy ruined so many good games He ruined blizzard he overlooked sexual assault and he's going to walk away with tens of millions for being fired Even though he technically resigned. So yeah, screw that guy my sister. I'm pretty sure she's a sociopath She manipulates and takes advantage of weaker people refuses to get help even though she calls herself crazy So I played in bands in many areas and on many different stages This covers more of a type of guy It's the dude who is in a local band that are popular and now think that because they buy views on youtube That they are the next big thing and will bring the scene back and look down on every other band But their band is actually not as good as they think they are the kind that has more merch than songs and the music's just a bit meh All bands are doing the same thing support and lift up the local bands network and celebrate when they do well It isn't that hard to not just be a complete egotistical clown that guy well i'm something of a guy that i hate myself well that's quite sad i'm sure there are good things about you brother you'll be okay not a guy but my middle school algebra teacher i got my period at the beginning of class and she refused to let me go to the bathroom so i bled all over myself for over an hour and had to wear bloody clothes the rest of the day screw you mrs lynn that is shocking my ex-best friend slash former crush He was actually my dad's friend first even though the guy was like 20 years younger than my dad and only three years older than me when i first met him i thought he was a cool dude and we had a lot in common the thing is though he loved to drink like a lot i saw him polish off two-thirds of a case of beer on several occasions meanwhile i hardly ever drink and if i do it's only ever one but that aside i still managed to develop a crush on him he was an attractive guy at the time After knowing him for a year, I decided to shoot my shot and confess to him. I'd never done so before, and I haven't since. At first, he completely friendzoned me, but then he'd flip-flop and act like he was interested. He constantly held it over my head that I asked him out, and he'd sometimes act like he was interested. And, like a naive, lovesick idiot, I let him do it. I know I should have told him off, but I never did. So, this went on for about six months until one fateful night when he did something so cruel and unforgivable. To make an already long story short, he intentionally took a lit piece of paper and burned my then eight-year-old brother in three places. He'd been alone with my brother several times before and nothing ever happened. I never saw him again after that night. My parents rightfully pressed charges and he was charged with child abuse. The last I heard, he got eight months in jail and like two or three years probation since it was his first offense. Every time I think about him, all I feel is anger and regrets and sorrow over what my poor brother went through. So yeah, screw that guy. Well, I think we're going to leave it there for this one, guys. That guy is just the epitome of a, yeah, I freaking hate this guy guy. Honestly, it's rare that you have genuine hatred towards someone. Yeah, look, of course you can dislike people, but to have genuine hatred towards someone that you know... 
means that they're going to have to be a very bad person or have done very terrible things to people that you love or you like the guy in this last post i mean that is just absolutely mental and it's a shame that he's only got what a couple of years probation that's it a few months in jail like come on that's not enough what is the snobbiest most entitled thing you have ever witnessed from another person these were the best responses my ex-friend was with me at lunch the waiter came up to the table and she looked him up and down she shook her head and said no no go get someone else i'm not putting up with you for the next hour we weren't friends for long after that wait she wouldn't tolerate the waiter based on his appearance what did this guy look like just a young guy white sort of dorky but nothing was wrong with him it was really embarrassing for her i sort of hope they spat in her food A couple of years ago, I had a study group going for a college course. We were usually together for a good three or four hours, so it was pretty common for someone to volunteer to go and get food for everyone. And since they were the person getting us food, we would all kick in a little extra so that the person getting the food didn't have to pay for theirs. Colloquially, if you fly, I'll buy. So, one day, one of the girls in the group announces that she's going to Dunkin' Donuts about an hour into the study session. I look up and say, Oh, I'll buy if you fly. And she looks at me like I've grown an extra appendage and scoffs in this really disgusted tone. I don't bring food to other people. Servants do that. Keep in mind, we'd all been doing this for each other for weeks now. She knew it was a thing. I was completely flawed. All right, let me get this straight. This guy is offering to buy your food for you if you go and get him some. And you say, no, I'm not a servant. You idiot. I saw some like 12 year old rich kid with his dad at a guitar center buying like $6,000 worth of recording equipment. An item he was purchasing was on the lowest shelf, yet he snapped his fingers and pointed at it, telling an employee to fetch this for him. Oh God. Back in the day when I first began to do field work, I met someone who just got his PhD and truly felt like he was the shit. While we were out there, an old friend who he hasn't seen in years came up to him and greeted him using his first name. He actually stopped the person in the middle of their sentence and said, excuse me, my name is doctor. And he was absolutely serious. This was about 10 years ago and I now have a PhD, but I wouldn't imagine doing that to anyone. Really, the only people that refer to me as doctor are my students, if they don't use professor or if I'm at a conference or something, and that's absolutely fine by me. A plane I was on almost got entirely deplaned because a woman at the front took her dog out of its crate and refused to put it back in. Not to mention we were already 45 minutes delayed because the crew was late. Oh, that sounds like hell on earth. This girl on super sweet 16th birthday who gets a Lexus and then trashes her mum for ruining her life. All right, so for those of you listening on audio, I'm about to play a video and um, wow, prepare yourselves. Right, so just to briefly explain what's happened there this girl is annoyed that she's got a car a nice car by the way it looks like a nice lexus for her 16th birthday going to the extent that she's saying the party is now off and she's broken down enticement 101 that is unbelievable definitely not the absolute worst but i was on a plane for a few hours today and someone thought it was a good idea to play their music out loud for the whole plane because they couldn't be bothered to use headphones 
God. I mean, depending on how long that plane flight is, that could be absolutely terrible. I remember when I was on a bus in Tenerife, and it was a long bus at that, going from the airport to my hotel. And this woman, this stupid woman, was playing a game out loud. To make matters even worse, the game was Candy Crush. I mean, come on. I should have your laptop. You're sick. You'll never use it. This was my ex-friend telling me, someone who was on her, my 30th round of chemo, that she, my ex-friend, should get my new laptop that was sent to me by a charity run by my hospital. Oh my word. That might be the worst one I've heard so far. Garbage men, mailmen, drivers, babysitters, fast food workers. Ah, those are so below my pay grade. Folks, I slapped the shit out of this person for everyone. Brother, thank you. My husband and I host high school age exchange students in Canada. They come from a bunch of different places in the world. We had this one boy from southern Italy. About two weeks in, we had this conversation. He said, my sheets haven't been washed yet. Have you washed them? I replied. Uh, no. Well, that's probably why they haven't been washed then. But the housekeeper does that. The weird thing is that he did his clothes laundry. His hang up with the sheets was he didn't know how to put it back together. Needless to say, he learned how to do laundry properly. One load does not equal four socks. That's a waste of water. Make a bed and he left to go home with some basic cooking skills and a couple of recipes in his pockets. We taught him to boil water for pasta and he learned the hard way that the tomato sauce gets put in after the water gets drained from the pots. Look, the kid was definitely a brat, but his willingness to learn these things made us have the patience to teach him. This year, he left home to go to university and it sounds like some of these skills are working out for him. I don't mind this. Look, clearly the guy has been brought up by a very wealthy, probably very entitled family. Do you blame him for this? I don't. He's willing to learn. I rate the bloke. A 16-year-old kid got bored on our school tour of Greece. So he disappeared from the hotel one night and chartered a yacht. The tour leader eventually caught up with him in Monaco. Oh my God. Hang on though. As long as the kid wasn't a douche, this is actually a baller move. Like if you can do it, go for it. I rate it. Oh wait, OP has actually left a comment about the kid. He was an interesting kid. He was extremely wealthy and fantastically homosexual. He'd invite the school football team to training sessions in his home gym. The kid himself wouldn't be training. He just watched from a silk couch like a hedonism bot. What an absolute legend. My sister threw a tantrum because her rich boyfriend would only buy her a Ford Escape and not a Mercedes. She eventually got her Mercedes though. Oh, good. Giving a bratty person what they want eventually. Good stuff. I went to a state fair one time a few years ago and saw this young mum and her young son looked to be around four or six years old He had a stuffed animal that looked pretty worn out So you could tell that the son had had it for a while Another mum and son walked up and were about to get on the same ride that the first mum and son were getting on The boy places his stuffed animal on a bench so he can go and grab something from one of the stands And the other boy goes and takes it both mums saw it and the mother of the boy who the stuffed animal belongs to goes to try and take it back for her son the entitled mum yells at her though saying stuff like if he found it he should keep it and your son shouldn't have been so careless oh my god he's four to six years old and you're saying these things i am disgusted at this point The mum says to the entitled mother that her son had that stuffed animal his entire life it belongs to him The entitled mum, though, says, you can just get another one from one of the stands. It's not a big deal. The boy who the stuffed animal belongs to sees the other boy misusing his stuffed animal, throwing it up in the air, letting it drop, etc. 
and he starts to burst into tears not like an entitled child crying but as if his heart was just completely broken he wasn't screaming crying just a small sob this was my breaking point while the entitled mum wasn't looking i told her child you should give this back I took the stuffed animal, not by force of course, and I dusted it off and gave it back to its rightful owner. The entitled mum sees me give it back to him and then starts screaming at me, saying I abused her child and that she would be pressing charges. I distracted her long enough for the other mum to realize this was her time to escape. After seeing that the family had gotten far enough away from sight, I just simply left my and the entitled mother's conversation while she was talking too. I am the stuffed animal vigilante now. Well, OP, I salute you. Only a mother that truly doesn't understand children or parenting in any way could say, oh, don't worry about that stuffed animal. You can just get a new one. Like, no, it's it's not about that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It reminds me when I lost my stuffed teddy, you know, back in the day. I must have been about three or four years old. Um, Q Retail Park, if any of you are local and know what that is. And none of you are, okay, well, I'm talking to myself. Anyway... I lost it. I was distraught. And look, my parents could buy me a new one, but it was never the same. And that's the point. I was an RA for three years. We had a student and his mum aggressively called the dorm's front office because it's been two weeks and nobody's come to clean his room yet. Oh my God. It was my first day working in a coffee shop. I was replacing someone else. And in the confusion of the switch, I didn't get the next customer's order right. He looked at me angrily as I remade his order and said, should have stayed in school. I almost started crying, but I managed to keep my composure. That is one of those horribly unnecessary things to say that only an absolute douche would do. I'm sorry, pal. When I got married the first time, I chose my high school best friend as my maid of honor because we were still close at the time. She made it very clear that not only should she wear a different gown than the lowly bridesmaids, but it should also be a different color. So people could definitely tell just by looking that she was the maid of honor. In other words, special now it's usually done this way a different color at least so i don't know why she needed to make a point of saying it other than just to make sure everyone else felt bad she also wanted my cousin who's the closest thing i have to a sister and was the only one of them not a size 16 plus ejected from the wedding party because her thinness and prettiness made the maid of honor uncomfortable get her gone there was this girl that started working at the store i worked at and one night we were scheduled to work together in the same area people who work in area together usually talk while performing the menial tasks so i figured i'd get to know her she explained that she was a former model and she seemed super prissy not to insult her character but it then explains why she said what she said imagine a typical conversation where you're trading stories and comparing but every time i would talk she would say verbatim yeah but i don't really care about that and i don't really want to hear about that with no proposed alternatives to conversation or anything it screamed i'll talk you'll listen and nothing else a little bit of background for our final answer to this question back when i was getting my master's degree my best friend and i decided to get coffee together as a break from the hectic schedule we had that week there was another girl from our class who we were polite and friendly to but not really friends with Let's call her Courtney. She was pretty and expected people to do the work for her and coasted through most of the year because this course had a lot of group assignments. It had become clear to almost everyone by the second day of the term that she didn't actually want to study and instead used to scope out places and insert herself into conversations where people used to talk about anything relating to money or wealth. 
It was weird. Her eyes would practically light up when she heard someone uses an expensive beauty brand or visits an expensive bar or if someone had a relatively famous last name or lineage. The incidents. Anyway, my best friend and I didn't have much in common with her, but she insisted on joining us for coffee. We gave in and said okay and gave her the directions to meet us. Fast forward to us sitting in the cafe. She enters one hour later. She spots us and without even making eye contact or greeting the waiter, drops her wet, half-open umbrella onto or near his hands. We immediately directed her attention to what she'd just done and the poor waiter who was stunned, not knowing what to do. She shrugged and said, It's fine. My friends and I were horrified and we emphatically said, No, it's not, before we profusely apologized to the waiter. We didn't stay much longer after that, but we made sure to leave him a big tip. Well, good on you two for sorting this entire out. What is a universal, unwritten rule that all males have to know? To be fair, if you are a girl and you're interested, uh, keep watching. You might learn something. Some of the stuff that we do is very, very weird. Without further ado, here we go. When you reach a certain age, you must groan when either sitting or standing up, even if there's absolutely no pain whatsoever. When leaving, you must smack your pockets to make sure everything is there. The nods. Yes, downwards if you're not that close, upwards if you are. Wow, that is very true. When there's a choice between urinals, use the one that minimizes the chances of neighboring another occupied urinal. That's not even up for debate, is it? You're born with that sense. I had an old man walk up to the urinal next to me when all of the other urinals were available and tell me, don't worry, I won't pee on you, before unleashing the most aggressive pee I've ever heard in my life. I still think about it sometimes. Wow, the wide step, you all know. Yeah, my lady cracks up when I'm walking ahead and give the old wide step and mid-step shake. Every time you grab the tongs, click them twice to make sure they work. It's true, you know, on the off chance that tongs somehow break, you gotta check those things. Wow, this person has had tongs fall apart during test clicks. There's no telling the absolute disaster it would have caused if it had fallen apart outside of a test click. Hey, you got a test. If a hood on a car is open, you must stand in a circle around it, similar to grills at an event. If anything is floating in the toilet when you pee, it instantly becomes a target. That is so true. Here we go again. You must stand by your bro while he's grilling and make comments about the level of awesome it's going to be. Splendiferous grill lines, my man. We must feel the pain of our fellow men who we see being hit in the balls. So true. If you're not grimacing on behalf of your mate, then are you even a man? Oh, a little follow-up. Once in the dorms, someone told us a balls getting wax story and all the guys clenched up and went, ah. A girl said, that's so funny the way guys do that. Another time a guy asked, I wonder what hurts more, when a girl gets bad cramps or when a guy gets whacked in the nuts. The girl said, you have no idea how much it hurts. And the guys replied, well, you have no idea how much it hurts. Hey, if any girls are still listening and watching, it hurts a lot. If a friend buys you a drink, you don't pay it back. You just buy the next round. That is so true. To be honest, if you were just to pay them back straight away, it'd be a bit weird. Anytime you use a stud finder, you must first use it on yourself and say, found one. (laughs) Sorry, surely no one's ever done that. I mean, it's a good dad joke, but Jesus. You must let out a sigh of satisfaction when sitting down on a lawn chair. Now look, I'm only 23, but I found myself begin to do these things. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. One shall slap the bag of soil in the garden center when passing by. Very satisfying stuff. I pretty much do this to any bag product. 
dog food, landscaping rock, no bagged product is safe. You cannot call shotgun in a friend's car if he has a girlfriend or wife in the group. That is very, very valid. Oh my freaking god, my husband's friend and I are so competitive with this. He shoves me into the side of other cars to slow me down. Yo, comment down below. What are the rules of shotgun in your friend group? Do you have to see the car? Do you have to be next to the car? Have you got to be touching the car? I want to know. When watching TV, hanging by the fire, etc. with the guys, if you get up to get a beer, always consult the room if anyone else requires a beverage before leaving. That's a good man right there. You can shake and you can dance, but the last drops always end up in your pants and there's nothing you can do about it. Now look, you can take a minute to milk her, but then you risk someone walking in and you become the guy rubbing it out of the urinal and nobody wants that, unless you do. If so, you're weird. If you're with your homie and his crush rolls up, you aren't the funny one. Now this one pains me because I pride myself on being an absolute comedic genius, but sometimes you have to take a back foot. In situations like this, it's the done thing. I rate it. Never turn your homie into a clown just to make a girl laugh. That just sucks. Yeah, and the comment below, I turn into a clown for my homie. Gonna make them look better. That adds to the whole idea of the previous comment, doesn't it? That's something that I struggled with, to be fair. You know, you can't do that. You can't take the make out of your homies just to impress a guy. It's not good. Oh, here we go. Back to reality. Protect your junk at all costs. There's a reason why cowboys wear jeans in the desert. Wow. See, I always thought that was to be stylish, but uh, apparently not. That is a very good point. Why don't they wear shorts? Never thought about that. If you borrow a car, you've got to bring it back with more gas than you started with. That's one of those respectful ones. Roast your bro when he's happy. Comfort him when he looks depressed. It's the fine line, isn't it? Between good banter, good friendship, and uh, also being there for the boy. Don't spit or pee into the wind. The second one, 100%. Also, don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger and you don't mess around with Jim. Now, I don't know what that means. So, uh... Comment down below. <laughs> Always bring the groceries into the house in one trip. There are no exceptions. Even if you have 25,000 bags, they all got to come in at once. Put them on your head. You got to do what's got to be done. Mama didn't raise no two trip bitch. Come on, you're better than that. Don't point out the flaws on someone else's car. Yes, I'm totally goddamn aware my 52 year old project car needs a paint job. Leave me alone. And to be fair, this does go for everything. Car, house, whatever. I don't need you to point out that it could be better or different. It's my project. Let me do my thing. When at a bar or a restaurant and a buddy shows up, you must say some form of, I guess they'll let anyone in here. Wow, gets me every time. Some tools require testing before use. Examples include the click-click of the tongs that we've already said, but also squeezing the trigger of a power drill a couple of times. That is just, you have to do that. Spin the socket of a ratchet wrench to make sure it's going the right way. Can I think of any others? Oh yeah, you know when you pick up scissors? I always just give them a couple of clicks, a couple of chops to make sure they're still working. Why they wouldn't be, I don't know. They, they would never not work, but hey, you gotta try. If a woman you don't know approaches you and acts like an old friend, play along. Here we go. Probably our first serious one, but uh, yeah. Guys, you gotta be doing this. She could be in danger. You could be a savior. Do the right thing. Here we go, a little follow-up to that one from a woman. When I was 20, I was getting off the tube in London and got a really eerie sense about a guy. I was certain he was following me, but we were both exiting the station, so maybe I was being paranoid. It was late, around 11pm. The exit was long with a couple of corners. The faster I walk, the faster he walks. I ended up making a run for it at the top of the escalator. There are two dudes hanging around outside. I just launch myself at them. I grab one guy around the waist and loudly say, sorry, I'm late, babe. 
he immediately plays along what took you so long we've been waiting ages that's a good man right there the stalker guy stops and glares at the three of us he looks furious but walks away my pretend boyfriend also sensed evil he was scared for me him and his mate walked with me and waited with me until i got a taxi a week later a woman was followed from that station late at night dragged into a front garden odd and viciously assaulted we need pretend boyfriends oh my gosh so there you go guys if those two guys hadn't have hadn't have you know done what they did that girl well almost definitely would have been seriously assaulted that's horrible when she tells you she's not hungry for whatever you're ordering you gotta order more because she'll definitely be eating your stuff after communication with my wife i've come to the conclusion that the estimate is based on current hunger It doesn't take into account future hunger do with that information as you will when a friend asks you for help you help them that's the thing with a guy i mean guys are probably less likely than girls in general to actually be open and ask their friends for help but that's the thing when a guy actually goes to the extent of doing that you know they really do need the help and your best bro's good woman is an extension of your best bro story time My best bro left for work early as anything in the a.m. A 12-hour shift at a hospital. His girl left the apartment a few hours later for her 12-hour shift. This was my day off, sleeping late. I hear her leave, then legit, five minutes later, my phone goes off. It's her, crying. She hit a curb around the corner and the tire is blown. She has to get to work. She's a nurse too. Without thought, I get up, hop in the car and go see about her. Her car is screwed. Grab everything you need for work. Let's go, I say. I race to the hospital and she makes it in on time. I have her keys. I head back to her car, swap the spare on, take the wheel and blown tire to the tire shop and have a new tire put on. I go back to her car, swap the spare off for the new tire, call my now ex-girlfriend to come follow me to the hospital so I can drop her car off and leave her keys under the floor mat. She has her car now when she gets off late that night. She's his wife now. Anything I'd do for my best friend, I'd do for her too. That's a good man right there. I mean, seriously, who knows? This guy could have been instrumental in this woman becoming your best mate's wife. Good stuff. You have to rip off icicles from roofs and throw big rocks in lakes when given the opportunity. Big rocks in lakes. That is one that I feel we should have seen earlier. That's a classic. If your mate goes missing in Amsterdam, you say nothing about it. Unless he's gone for more than two hours. Oh my gosh whenever your wife or husband tries to buy something you could make but never will always tell her or him to not buy it because you can make that same thing at home way cheaper and it doesn't matter if you'll never get around to it it's the thought that counts don't date a bro's ex-girlfriend that is just the ultimate bro code don't do it it's not worth it there are plenty more fish in the sea don't look at another man's pee pee when you're peeing if you do accidentally see it then it's whatever but if you get caught looking at it intentionally then you're in the wrong bro this has nothing to do with homophobia either it's about privacy and respecting boundaries even gay men aren't trying to just show their pee pee to everyone in the bathroom and if they were it would be very weird when driving a manual always ferociously wiggle the gear lever to make sure it's in neutral before starting the engine twice if you're bald and i'm bald we're automatically bald brothers hey one i don't know about but who knows down the line i may do i present the 10 commandments of manhood thou shalt click the tongs thrice before use thou shalt encourage others to refrain from manipulating the thermostats thou shalt always be the fire master 
Thou shalt always keep one urinal distance between your fellow man. Thou shalt encircle a car or grill whilst discussing the activity around the car and grill. Thou shalt refrain from complaints of the make of the free beer. However, complaints of temperature are welcomed. Thou shalt refrain from romantic entanglements with a close friend's former flame. Thou shalt nod upwards when passing a friend, downwards when passing a stranger. Thou shalt remember fine roll in the vehicle. The driver operates the controls, the passenger navigates. Backseat passengers only distribute snacks and nothing else. And finally, thou shalt never, unless in extreme circumstance, impact the testicles of your fellow man. And there we go. That is all you need to know. What is the most private thing you're willing to admit? These are the internet's darkest, deepest, most vulnerable, weirdest, and downright funniest answers to that question. Prepare yourselves for a whirlwind of emotions. Here we go. When I was like seven, I went almost two full months strictly peeing in my mum's various houseplants because she yelled at me for knocking one over. So I got my revenge the best way I could think of at the time. I have no goals. We're supposed to figure out who we want to be and what we want from our lives. It's almost an expectation that we have to want something out of life. But I have never wanted to be anything and I've never wanted to do anything. I have no passions. I don't think I'm depressed though. I've always been this way. I do have a job, which is okay, and a family I love, but I'm pretty much just going to keep existing until I don't. Now, someone else has replied to this. I recently found this nice little tweet. Unpopular opinion. I don't think your life has to have a purpose or you a grand ambition. I think it's okay to just wander through life, finding interesting things until you die. I completely agree. I am a 33 going on 34 year old virgin who has never kissed or even been on a date. Despite the stereotype, I'm not obese, I don't play video games, nor do I hate women or subscribe to any extreme ideology. I try to take care of myself and I have a professional life where I try to do well and from what I observed, people like me around. I was just a really lame class clown throughout high school. Then I went to college, which was so close to where I lived, I could go there from my parents' house. So there was no incentive for me to move out or develop actual social life. Strict parenting didn't help. I was never invited to parties, whether in high school or college, and I didn't have friends, just people I hung out with at school. And by the time I entered college, I was too embarrassed of my inexperience to even try dating. Why would a woman teach me all the basic stuff? What's in it for her? Is what I started thinking around the age of 19 and what I kept telling myself for the last 15 years. At some point, I just started drifting through life and never stopped. Well, first of all, pal, I can guarantee you that no one would care that you're a virgin or not. If they love you, if you go into a long-term relationship, it doesn't matter. They won't care. I guarantee it. Second of all, you've got to ask yourself, what do you really want? And if you don't know, then it's probably about time to just go and try something. Look, it's going to be so stressful. You're going to be full of anxiety. It's going to be a pretty traumatic experience, let me tell you. But it will be worth it. Think of the endorphins afterwards. Think of the accomplishment. You never know what could happen. Nobody knows until you try. I often find myself anticipating arguments and then will proceed to spend minutes to hours building a defense case against said hypothetical confrontation, only for the confrontation never to materialize. It's often not even with anyone I already know. It could be a judgmental remark from a complete stranger that I've yet to even meet. But boy, when that day comes, if ever, I'll be prepared to drop knowledge bombs on them that will make them wish they never try to come at me. Until then, I'll just live in a constant state of stress manufactured by my own brain but i'll be ready one time in 1993 there was a blizzard that swept across the east coast we were out of school for at least three weeks this was around the time i discovered masturbation anyway 
I was stuck inside for three weeks and my bedroom door didn't lock so I couldn't risk it And I didn't even think about doing it in the shower anymore as I knew I couldn't handle that kind of guilt again One day I got an overwhelming urge and decided to layer up and head out into the wilds because I was going insane I reached the woods behind my house and slid down into a ditch I already knew what I was about to do and I couldn't believe I was actually going through with it I started making the shape of a woman out of snow on the ground I gave her some nice curves and some boobs. Well, this was it. My big chance. The moment I was preparing for. I unzipped and I got busy. It only took about 30 seconds and that was it. I stood up, zipped my pants and brushed her away as if it never happened. I walked back home and went into my room and just listened to Counting Crows or something. Like I didn't just have sex with a snowman. This will probably get lost in the thread. But occasionally I'll wonder if I would have been happier alone. Brief instances of not caring about my kids or my partner or my career. Just imagining if it was just me, would I be happy or happier? Look, I don't want to lose everything. I'm not actively seeking ways to restart or leave it all behind. It's just a thought that crosses my mind for a split second, completely unprovoked. My partner is aware of it, and she's constantly helping through the moments of vulnerability. And it's something that has been brought up in therapy. But the fear it causes is paralyzing for a good chunk of time after it happens. Wow, that is so interesting. I don't really know what to say to that one. Oh, here's a great comment replying. I'm not really sure what your situation is, but I think I can relate. I think this is somewhat normal for introverted people. Me, I love my wife. Really, she's great, but I constantly just crave complete solitude for some reason. I really miss being alone, but I also love being married to my wife. My life is so much better now and I'm much happier, but dang, I just want to be alone. It's weird like that. I just try to enjoy the times I get the house to myself. I'm an extreme overthinker. Like my girlfriend won't open a message of mine for a few hours and I'll be fully in my head thinking of all the bad things that could be happening. Or I'll show up late to work and I'll be terrified that I'm going to be fired for the whole day. I never act on those thoughts because I always have that little bit of sanity telling me that I'm overthinking, but it's still there and it freaking sucks. Hello anxiety. I'm not convinced that I'm going to make it in life, in the career I've chosen, with the hand I've been dealt financially and otherwise. I try so hard all the time, but it also doesn't really feel like I'm trying at all or getting anywhere. I'm not convinced that I'm smart enough or good enough or mentally well enough to be able to pull myself up through the mountains of absolute trash and I don't think anyone will help me. I think it's too much to ask of someone. I'm not alright mentally. Well, you know what, fella? I reckon that few people actually are. In the past week, my grandfather, who recently suffered a stroke, had a fall and hit his head. He has a doctor's appointment coming up to tell us whether he will have lasting neurological damage. My mother, who takes care of him recently, had surgery to remove one of her kidneys due to complications with diabetes. Two days before my grandfather's fall, she found out from her nephrologist that her other kidney is failing. If her health takes a dive, she'll be unable to care for him and it will fall on me to be there for both of them. I live several hours away and after years of struggle, I'm only just now getting my life in order with a job I like and I'm making decent money. Three days ago, I had a doctor's appointment and found out my blood pressure is high enough to be cause for concern. Heart disease runs on my father's side and he died of a heart attack when he was 43. Apparently, that's not uncommon for the men on that side of the family. My father was never really a part of my life, so I'm only finding some of this out now, in my 30s. According to my mother, a pediatrician once told her I have a slight heart murmur. I didn't know that until this week either. To top it all off, my current partner recently had her yearly checkup, and the doctor discovered multiple masses in both of her breasts. 
It will be a week or two before we find out if they are benign or not. Cancer runs in her family and she's been in remission for several years. I'm so scared and so angry and I don't know what to do. None of this is fair. Oh my god, dude. I'm so sorry. It will get better. I promise. Sometimes I go into the woods to scream. Not like to really stress though, just to scream like a wild man. Wow, that didn't go the way I was expecting. I love it. This is gonna sound really weird, but I've become homeless three separate times. And each time it's like my mind switches into survival mode and it feels awesome. Don't get me wrong, being homeless for a prolonged period of time is not very fun at all. But there's something so exhilarating about the first week or two after hitting the streets that just feels like you finally have total control and freedom over your life. Maybe I'm just a nut job. I envy people with functional families. I'll be honest, uh, as someone who does have a very functional family, I genuinely do know how lucky I am. So yeah, I get it. I'm fake 90% of the time, especially around friends and at work. I pretend to be happy, funny, silly, and like I'm okay, but I'm deeply not okay. And I crave being alone because it's the only time I can take the mask off. I am who I wish I actually was around other people, but it's not real. I can't name a single thing that I like about myself. Now, although that is very sad, the fact that you've posted that yourself is very brave and commendable and therefore likable. I can't forgive my mum for allowing my stepfather to molest me as a small child, four to nine years old. It went on for years. She ignored it. She doesn't take any responsibility for the struggles I've had to go through because of it. She thinks I'm a failure, even though I'm doing really well for myself, all things considered. I'm a recovering addict. Thanks to the hard work, the right partner, and lots of education, I have a healthy marriage and sex life. But it was so hard, harder than it had any right to be. I don't think I'll ever be able to forgive her. I really wonder what my life would have been like. It seems like a lot of people here are lonely. So am I. Anyone want to be friends? I know I could use one. I'm not very good, but sometimes I play chess online with my brother. Anyone want to play or chat or whatever? I had a little family. Me, my fiance, and my two kitties. It didn't end up working out though, and now I'm alone in the world. I miss having a family so much. Guys, listen, loneliness is a common thing. It's more common than you think. Trust me, I've been there multiple times. If you're feeling lonely and you're watching this on YouTube, go down into the comments. Trust me, chat to somebody. You might find a friend. When I was little, I would pee in the corner of my room at night when I would wake up. Why? I don't know. I just really didn't want to walk the three feet to the bathroom, I guess. You lazy mother I shot and killed someone in a home invasion situation. Even though it was a justified shooting, the guilt is there every day. Fighting through depression for six years now after losing my wife during childbirth. Wow. I thoroughly convinced myself as both daddy and mummy. I've said I'm fine at least four million times until I've stupidly embraced it. All everyone sees on the outside is the strong back and shoulders I have, but nobody sees the pain, hears my inner cries, sees the tears I hide behind my smile, sees the weakness that I really am behind the 15,000 different masks I wear, masquerading my weakness as a man for being depressed. The only thing that keeps me alive every day is my daughter. I almost pooped myself on my first date while walking home with them because the food didn't agree with me. I barely made it to the toilet, Now guys, I have a very similar experience. I'm gonna tell you all about it against my better judgment. Here we go. All right, so I was on a date with a girl and uh, we were drinking quite a lot of alcohol. Now, the thing about drinking liquids is it makes you need to go to the toilet. So when we were leaving this place that we were at, the girl went to go to the toilet and I decided 
you know what i don't need to go despite in retrospect really needing to go i don't know if it was the alcohol but yeah awful judgment from me anyway she was done we left we go to the train station we actually live quite near each other um so we got the same train waiting for it on the platform i realized the inevitable i am in massive massive trouble there's this girl that i've just met that you know i'm trying to make a good impression on uh she's a lovely lady and i really need to go to the toilet now the thing about train station in the uk is late at night especially there really are no toilets available not public ones anyway and there's not really anywhere you can just go down a side alley like you're in a train station so what did i do i left and i spent about 10 minutes trying to find somewhere any little crevice to pee and i couldn't find one it must have been like 15 minutes of walking before i could actually find somewhere to empty my unforgiving bladder and by that point i was like oh my gosh it's an absolute shambles then i get the deed done i walk back well jog back i realize i've been 20 minutes now i don't know what this poor girl's thinking she's probably like where on earth have you gone maybe she thinks that i've pooed myself who knows i never asked her i just went home and hung my head in shame and yeah i did have to get on the same train as her it it was embarrassing but it was a lesson always go to the toilet how much i hate my friends for not being there for me the way i've always been there for them if they were life would be far different you know what i reckon you need some better friends and it's easier said than done but i want to put myself in that position of real need my friends would be there and vice versa i'd be there for them i don't own a gun not because i'm against it but because i don't trust myself to not shoot myself i love to go shooting with friends and i'm a rather good long distance shot they all ask why i don't bite the bullet and buy a gun of my own i pay for ammo and i just say costs but the truth is while i'm not suicidal i just don't trust myself at 3am when i wake up crying i'm currently five days self-harm free edit i made it 15 days you are a legend keep trying i'm still in love with someone who destroyed a piece of my soul last year what do you even do about that they say that time is the biggest healer but you know it's been a year now oh i don't know advice in the comments please even though i'm over 20 i still have the imagination of a kid i have multiple anime inspired worlds where i'm a main character in my head that i created And whenever I get bored or I'm just doing nothing or walking in the streets, I imagine scenarios, fight scenes, love stories, and character backgrounds. I wonder if I'm the only one doing that or if other people would do the same. That is cool. Don't put yourself down. That's just very, very cool. I kind of wish I had your imagination. I am a middle-aged mum who will sneak to Target and buy toys for myself, like dolls not collectibles just toys i hide them from my husband and just basically look at them when i'm alone i think it's because i grew up poor and didn't have much so now that i am making okay money i'm spending it on random stuff in secret and i feel incredibly weird and guilty because of it i feel like i can't relate to 99 percent of people that i meet and interact with and it's getting worse I feel like a total alien. I think it's probably quite ironic that a lot of people can relate to that in a funny way. I can't stand being around 98% of my extended family. Now that I can relate to. My mental health is way worse than I let off sometimes. I try to act happy because I know I'm a role model for a lot of my friends who mimic my mood. Oh, that is a burden. I'm an alcoholic and I've been sober for 2,098 days. Everyone always asks, do you miss it? 
and I say no every time. But I'm only lying to myself. I've missed it for every single one of those 2098 days. It's not getting any easier. The struggle is real. Wow, so after roughly six years, OP is still struggling every day. That's addiction, my word. I'm attracted to old women. How old? No limits. 85? Eh, if she has good hygiene. So guys, there we go. That is going to do it for this one. I thought I'd end it on a light note because to be honest, a lot of that episode was just downright sad. Honestly, the contrast of some of these answers was crazy. Quite enjoyed it, I'll be honest, because a lot of them were very serious, dark, extremely vulnerable. And I'll be honest, like I know it's the internet, but I rate these people for saying these things. You know, it's so private, so close to their heart, so personal, yet they're willing to share it online. The funny ones, yeah. They're just funny. I mean, the one that stands out for me. Um, snow outside. Let's go and build a snowman. And uh, let me just get my bleep ready. Fuck it. Wow. That is amazing. What survival myth is completely wrong and can get you killed? These are the internet's best answers to that question. You can drink water from a cactus. Any liquid inside a cactus will actually be highly acidic and likely cause nausea and diarrhea, further dehydrating you. Follow flying birds to find water. Well, they can simply be flying to spend the night anywhere, so we can't rely on them. Yeah, fish are the ones you should follow to find water. Conserving water. You shouldn't stretch a glass of water over four days. When you're thirsty, you need water. And to continue on from that, if you're in a hot area, don't ration your water. Drink when you feel thirsty and then search for more water. If you're in a tornado, open all your windows to equalize the pressure inside to match the outside. In reality, if you're in a tornado, opening any window or door will create a wind tunnel that rips your entire roof off. Concerning frostbites, do not rub someone's frostbitten skin or pour hot water on it to warm it up. Such measures will damage the skin even more severely. That BS change your voicemail if you're lost PSA that was making the rounds over the last year. You need a cell signal to change your voicemail. If you've got a signal, then why wouldn't you just call for help? Moreover, it misses the most important thing about US cell phones and being lost. 911 will work on any cell tower regardless if it's in network or even if you have an active phone plan or not. So, in an emergency, always try dialing 911 regardless of if your phone appears to have signal or not. Yeah, just uh, most of the stuff Bear Grylls does, like eating raw meats, picking and eating fruit out of bear poo, or squeezing the juice out of elephant trash and drinking it. Have you guys seen that clip of Bear Grylls being exposed? If you haven't done, I'll show you it now. It's so good. So as you can see, Bear Grylls is walking over what looks to be a very treacherous creek. I don't know what he's going to do here, but there's a long way down. He's explaining here just how dangerous it is. The whole premise being that he's in the middle of nowhere, you know, surviving as Bear Grylls does. There's a little walkway there, which he's going to try and jump across. Very precarious situation. If he falls down, he's almost definitely dead. Remember, this is in the middle of nowhere. He jumps and he just about makes it. Fair play to him. That was pretty scary. Now, this is the reality. Uh, we've got a normal man here with a walking bottle. Just literally steps across. Pans to the left, and there's a normal road with cars on it. Not in the middle of nowhere. Bear Grylls is a fraud. You cannot eat everything that an animal can eat. There are things animals can eat that humans find toxic. So eating everything you see animals eating can lead you to potentially eating deadly berries or mushrooms. The moss grows on the north side of a tree. 
No, we can grow all over the tree. So it's not a steadfast rule that you should make important decisions solely on. A quick interruption here, guys. Anyone else read these comments with intrigue? Imagining yourself in said situation only to remember you haven't left the house in a long time and likely will never find yourself in these scenarios because that's me. Yeah, survival tip one, avoid the situation entirely. When you're a girl and you're running away from the killer through the woods, don't constantly look the opposite direction you're running. This will definitely lead to you tripping and falling. If you do trip and fall, don't lay there crying and wiping your hair out of your face. This will definitely give the killer the opportunity to catch up to you. Similarly, when running away from a car or a giant wheel, don't run the direction that the pursuer is traveling. This will definitely keep you in the direct path of the pursuer. Instead, veer to either the right or the left of the path of the pursuer and finally if you are the beautiful wife and children of a protagonist do not sit around the breakfast table on a lovely sunny morning talking about how happy you are together and this is the key to any middle school or high school loved ones do not make eye-rolling and or snarky remarks about what a doofus your dad is this will definitely lead to your family being either killed or kidnapped that same day I love this. The first mistake in wilderness is to look for food and water first before having a shelter to keep yourself dry and warm. Also, if you have to forage for food, avoid those mushrooms entirely. The odds are so slim you'll find an edible kind that you're much better off looking for things like nuts, seeds, and berries. Some people say that herbivore animals are friendly and peaceful, so you're safe being around them. Seriously, everything from cows to deer can and will kill you if you make them angry. It's usually a good idea if you're in the wilds not to go near any large wild animal, but herbivores can often be even more aggressive than the predators. If a predator attacks you, you've got a fairly good chance of scaring it off, especially if it's smaller than you, because it's only likely looking for food. If a herbivore attacks you, you're screwed because it genuinely wants to kill you. True, it's not trying to eat you, is it? Hadn't thought about that. Just because water looks clean doesn't mean it is. You've got to boil or distill it to actually have clean water. Or carry a modern filter like a life straw or soya if you think there's even a remote chance you're going to be stranded with no portable water. I'll also add that drinking dirty water is always a better option than going without water. Wow. If you are dehydrated but you don't have a way to sanitize your water, drink the water anyway. Yes, there's a chance it will make you sick or maybe even kill you in very rare cases, but dehydration will always kill you. Good point. Running in a zigzag to outrun an alligator. Alligators don't run for long distances, so this will probably just waste your energy. They can also climb some fences and trees as well. There's nothing more terrifying than the image of an alligator climbing a tree. Like, what? Dude, I've been waiting to rant about this. Hopefully, now I can help someone instead of just annoy my friends. It's a popular belief to either pull off a leech once it's bitten you, or to pour salt on it so it lets go. Never do this. Pulling them off sounds as dangerous as it is, but pouring salt on them is even worse. Their entire body is a mucous membrane, aka salt on it hurts. It causes them to projectile vomit before they let go, and your blood, any parasites or diseases they have, along with any other human or animal blood in their tummy, immediately goes back into your bloodstream. And just like pulling them off, it can also cause them to lose teeth, which also get into your bloodstream and kill you. It sounds terrifying and fate-inducing, but truly, the best way to remove a wild leech safely is to let nature take its course. Once its belly is full, it will let go, and no teeth or any other yucky stuff will be in your blood. That's some good advice right there. 
Not so much a myth, but people often think that getting to safety or getting out of a vehicle or traffic after a crash is a good idea. If you're ever involved in a severe wreck and you suffer any damage to your body, it's very important not to move. If you can do so, call 911, yeah, but as far as moving any limb, with the exception of calling medical emergency personnel, readjusting your body to get more comfortable, don't do any of that. You can cause broken bones you may have suffered to start cutting or puncturing your skin or insides, which could cause you to start bleeding internally. And that is not very fun. If a shark is coming after you, swim away. Well, if a shark is coming towards you in the first place, it's most likely just curious and wants to check you out. Swimming away and thrashing about will further intrigue it to keep following you. Instead, redirect it by running your hand along its side and carefully positioning it to swim away from you. That would take some balls, my word. Pulling out something that is impaling you. Yeah, that's what I know. You've got to keep it in there, baby. Lightning never strikes twice in the same place. If lightning has found a path that it likes to the ground, it is actually extremely likely to strike there multiple times. That's why lightning rods work. Yeah, fair point. You don't have to wait 24 hours to report somebody as missing to the police. Drinking alcohol when you're freezing will keep you warm. It won't. It will bring on hypothermia much sooner. Yeah, true, but you'll feel warmer. So if you're going to die anyway, might be a better way to go. Think about that one. You can survive a moose attack. That's it. That's the myth. Because no, you're freaking calm. Drinking your own pee. People who survive do so despite drinking the wee-wee. But it sure is fun though. Hey, if you like the taste, by all means, go for it. I'm not stopping you. In fact, I quite like to pay to watch. If your plane is crashing, an inflatable raft makes a terrible parachute. Um, has somebody tried this or is that just, you know, a thought? Interesting nonetheless. And yet, I'd still grab the raft if my options are raft or nothing. At least that way, I'll die a captain. True, very true. If a nuclear bomb is exploding in your general vicinity, hiding in a refrigerator will not save you. But it may well keep you cool, so think about that. Hit a snake fast with a shovel or kill it by snapping it. If it bites you, suck the poison out or use a tourniquet. No, for frick's sake. Australians are constantly bewildered by every other country's madcap insanity around this. We live with deadly snakes. Why do people do these things? One, do not mess with the snake. Just leave it bloody alone. Magically, you don't get bitten. Two, if you mess with the snake, see point one, we told you not to mess with it. Call an ambulance. Use a broad pressure bandage to immobilize the whole limb. Never ever tourniquet a snake bite. You're reducing the natural lymph movement through broadly spread pressure, not trying to give them gangrene. The victim must not move unless being carried. Don't touch your dang mouth to the wound. Don't wash it. Just freaking stop. Immobilize, write the time of the bite, and circle the location on the outside of the bandage, waiting for professional help. If you have to choose between walking or waiting, if you're a long way from help, you wait. You're more likely to survive by not moving at all. Please, for the love of God, just leave it alone. We have vastly more venomous snakes than a mere rattler, and we die vastly less often because we don't mess with the spicy danger noodle. Guys, you might know that I've got a snake, Marty, of my own, and I don't mess with him because he's very, very poisonous. And um, that's also not true. He's a lovely boy. If you're attacked by a grizzly, slap that bitch in the face and call his mother a that's some good advice right there if a limb is dislocated pop it back in don't just don't 
The doctors take extreme care and use crazy amounts of drugs when doing this in the hospital and they have a good reason to do that. If anything is caught, it will be crushed. And if a blood vessel or nerve gets caught, then the limb will probably need to be amputated. Source, I took a course. Hey, it's good enough for me. Pouring salt on a serious burn does not help you. Learn from experience. I was a teenager when a bad situation led to me being branded and burned with cigarettes multiple times. Afterwards, not sure how to help me, my friend remembered Gladiator and poured a thing of salt over the worst burns. I ended up going to the doctor the next day. They had to scrape the dead skin away, which was made all the more painful by the gritty salts. But hey, live and learn, I guess. Yeah, that one I thought would have been quite obvious. You know the whole pouring salt in a wound? Uh, that's to make it worse, right? Doesn't everyone know that? I don't know. What is the most absurd reason you've heard for somebody cancelling their wedding? These are Reddit's best answers to that question. A bride cancelled the wedding a week before because she was a hardcore Disney adult and she was offered a temp job at Disney and felt she couldn't miss the opportunity of her dreams. Yeah, like getting a temp job at Disney isn't going to come round again. What? Well, why couldn't she get married and do the temp job, someone asked. Fiance didn't approve, conflicting dates, Disney only wants single women working their temp jobs? Well no, we live quite a few states away from Disney and she said she couldn't do the long distance. Really, she just wanted to party like a frat bro in Florida without any repercussions. She made a songs to have sex to playlist on their shared Spotify a few days after they broke up. It absolutely crushed him. Oh my gosh. On their shared Spotify. That is awful. My Italian uncle cancelled his wedding because the bride's family, who were not Italian, would not serve lasagna at the wedding reception. He ended up marrying an Irish woman whose family was okay with serving lasagna at the reception. That just seems so pedantic, but also kind of silly, right? If the groom wants lasagna, just serve lasagna. Surely that's fine. One of my friends was engaged and is Catholic. Her husband had to convert and he had a dream where he was in a Catholic church, but not getting married. He was a priest. So he had a vision of becoming a priest and now the wedding is off. Uh, What? He's canceled his wedding because of a dream. Wow. The best man said in his speech that he slept with the bride about two weeks before the wedding. Here we go. All hell broke loose. The groom demanded that the marriage be canceled. It took a few days to get the truth out and for the groom to finally listen. The best man thought it would be a great prank. It didn't even happen. That is, how could that ever be a great prank? The groom was apologetic to the bride, but she didn't forgive him because he believed in others' lies and wouldn't let her talk. Oh my God. So I, I see. So no matter what she kind of said afterwards, the fact that he was so adamant that no, that did actually happen meant that she felt that she probably couldn't ever trust them again if he wasn't willing to listen to her and let her explain things. Oh my God. So this stupid prank actually broke them up, even though they both realized now that it was a prank. Wow. My friend's former fiance was a nice dude. Firefighter, easy to talk to, treated her well and got her a nice ring. Every now and then the ring would go missing, but he'd eventually find it safe and sound. She had a good job too and was giving him thousands of dollars a month to fix up a house they'd bought to live in after they'd gotten married. Well, it turns out the dude was living two lives or attempting to at the very least. He's married for 10 plus years and had two kids. The engagement ring was his wife's and he stole it back every now and then to find it for her. There was never a house. He never bought one and he used all the thousands he'd been given solely on cocaine. (laughs) Needless to say, they canceled the wedding. How do you even begin to live that sort of double life? If you're watching, my friend, 
that this is about you comment down below give me uh you know 10 steps because i want to know i was going to be a guest at a wedding and i found out it was cancelled two weeks before the date the bride found out that the groom had gotten a significant discount on the price of the venue and she was insanely angry that anything at her wedding costs less than the premium that is just dumb logic right there if you can get something for cheaper why would you not do that it's the same venue i don't understand keep in mind this was her dream venue that she had chosen she was just mad that her fiance was cheap or something i was never super close to either of them but the last i heard they never ended up getting married again just really dumb guy dodged a bullet there i agree with that comment one of my marines has one that takes the cake his marriage was cancelled because his spouse's parents had a dream that he would become abusive and an addict she left him because of her parents dream he's now okay again what is it with these dreams he's now a multi-millionaire that's an abusive addict what so they were actually right about him being an abusive addict i mean that's crazy but he is a multimillionaire. What would you rather? They realized after everything was already planned, invites sent out, etc., that they didn't like the date. They moved it to 2025 so there wouldn't be a four in their wedding date. What the? F- I mean, I, again, so irrelevant. My cousin called it off three days in advance because the bride and groom couldn't agree on whether to hyphenate their last names or use his. In retrospect, there was a significant class slash culture divide of which that was merely one symptom. Okay, that's fair enough. Because if that was the sole reason, I'd say that is stupid and not a reason to not get married. But yeah, if it's more of a cultural thing, it's tough, but probably for the best. My mum was engaged to be married to her high school sweetheart. Let's call him Bob. Bob went to her doorstep two weeks before their wedding and told her he'd joined the military and wasn't ready for marriage. He flew to Germany the next day. Oh my goodness me. Fast forward 30 years and two divorces later, my mum was single with five children from two marriages. She runs into her old high school sweetheart, Bob. He's also single and recently divorced. They fall in love and have been together ever since. Spoiler alert, Bob is actually his name. That's actually a really nice story. Wow. You know what? I kind of rate it from Bob. He could have waited a little bit, given your mum more of a kind of warning but if you really wanted to do what he did and, and join the military then you've got to follow your heart you come into this life on your own you gotta you gotta do these things and yeah eventually it worked out i guess maybe you could have not really done with the 30 years of pain for both of you but you know at least you found each other eventually i guess because the man was gay and she was just his test to see if he could love a girl she was heartbroken but had her suspicions about him <sighs> back down to earth a friend of mine dated a guy for eight years They were young. It started in high school. Had the wedding all planned and mostly paid for. A month before the wedding, she found him stealing her money and gambling with her. She ended up selling her dress on eBay. Gave the ring back to his best friend, who it turns out paid for it. What? Then eventually married that best friend. They're still happily married 10 years later with a cute little boy. Again, it kind of works out, right? Bride ended up getting gangbanged at her bachelorette party by strippers. Oh gosh, I'm yeah, sorry you had to hear that one of the bridesmaids filmed it and put it online The bride's grandpa found it and told the groom. <laughs> oh my god. That got worse every sentence uh, Imagine being the grandpa like what are you searching to find that? Sorry. Just what are you? Do- How has he found that? How has he found? Oh, that's too many questions there too many questions. Let's move on family member Very nitpicky left her husband after two months of marriage for constantly leaving his socks on the floor to this day talks about what an amazing man and partner he was 
if only he put his dirty socks in the hamper instead of on the floor how about if he is so amazing you just say look nobody's perfect this is going to be something i have to deal with and maybe we can work on it together rather than saying i love you so much you are perfect but you leave one item of dirty laundry on the floor like i don't think that's worth it really is a divorce worth it over some socks for me no my brother called it off on the morning of the wedding she was incredibly controlling faked a pregnancy and didn't want to meet any of his family even though she lived a mile away i wouldn't have waited until the morning of the wedding to do that then sorry just my opinion anyway her mother got her to cancel the reception hall a week before because she wanted it at her house loads of people dropped out and my brother felt the pressure i thank the universe that he called it off i doubt i would have seen him again i wish he didn't do it on the day though yeah once again do it earlier so many red flags my uncle and ex-aunt called off the wedding because god told them to wait a month before the wedding okay fair enough um i am an atheist but i'll accept that they lived across the country so my parents had to fly with three children under 10 years old and the tickets were non-refundable see that is a disgrace i'm sorry you've cost someone a lot of money there for in my opinion a pretty silly reason i mean look i'm not religious so i feel like it's easier for me to say that obviously but come on you're costing people a lot of money there just because god told you to wait a month before the wedding really i don't know if i necessarily get behind that nonetheless my uncle called my dad with the new date about six months after the original date my mum called him later and when he asked if we would be coming to the new wedding she said that she spoke to god and he told her to bring her kids to disney instead that is um, i mean that is simply sensational i kind of wish that i thought of something as funny as that myself that is pff, sums up my thoughts exactly absolute genius my parents still joke about it today and my uncle divorced that wife a year or two later happy ending though he married his best friend about a decade later and they truly are perfect for each other she really is a wonderful woman and we couldn't be happier for them but oh my goodness me this right here is the best sign i've ever heard she spoke to god and he told her to bring her kids to disney instead hold that in other words hold that so good they did nothing they picked a date sent mails with it to invite people and then did nothing until a week before said dates of course they couldn't rent the venue they wanted nor find another one they couldn't find a caterer or dresses or anything on time but also legally they couldn't get married in such short notice so they cancelled the wedding and we'll get married later it's been five years they're still not married totally real and legitimate but crazy scheduled to get married in 2021 during lockdown fiance was out of work and went QAnon crazy didn't want his future wife to get vaccinated she did that night she woke up to him running a magnet over her over her body wow he said he was seeing if she was chipped or magnetized by the vax and was happy that she wasn't oh what a shock she asked what he would do if he found it and he said cut it out of you and that was the last straw thank god the wedding was a couple of weeks away at that point and they lost a ton of money but she escaped the crazy guys comment down below how much money would you lose to escape someone as crazy as this the groom had a fake ssn because he was dodging child support from a previous marriage he told the bride he had neither an ex-wife or child the social security number was figured out at the courthouse when they were applying for a marriage license he'd created fake documents at a staples that morning yeah that's as good a reason as any faking documents to escape child support is a new one sensational i was at the bachelor party when the text came in that she was calling off the wedding that was in one week 
Because we're super nerds, we decided on going to arcade hopping around LA instead of bar hopping. I drove because I am the sober friend. She was at her bachelorette party in Vegas at the same time with about eight of her closest friends. We all meet in the afternoon and drove to the earliest closing arcade. Fiance was texting pics of the girls at a Vegas show. He starts texting pics back. It was cute. They both kept it up throughout the night. At about 8 p.m. she stopped. We figured they were at a show where cameras should be away and he kept sending fun pics. At 9.30, he got like four long texts in a row while I was driving to a barcade. Everyone was a couple of beers in for the night as the last place was also a barcade. It turns out, after group discussion with the girls, she did not want to raise a child husband and he would have to give up video games and D&D and get adult hobbies. There was some long explanation that I feel like was being fed to her by her friends. He said they should talk about it when they get back and it was not something to figure out that night while they were out having fun. She said, agree or no wedding. He said, no wedding. An arcade adventure with the guys got his wedding canceled. She was big mad that he would not discuss it when she got back and tried to tell him that she was drunk and someone else sent the text and she didn't mean it. But man, that was a wild ride that night. On your stag do, hearing that text, I mean, goodness me, that is strange and now for our final post of this ask reddit episode one of my former friends called off her wedding because she was convinced the guy was either cheating or would cheat in the future now he wasn't cheating on her and hasn't cheated on the woman he ended up marrying years later the former friend found a new man got married had kids the man has cheated on her from the very start of their relationship but she refuses to hear about it wow that is so weirdly toxic Maybe she was just like, she just couldn't handle the fact that the guy that she was with wasn't a cheater. And therefore in her mind kind of, you know, created a scenario in which she was cheating on her. And perhaps she was just after a toxic relationship after all in which the man was cheating on her. Do you get what I'm saying? Maybe she was looking for like a little bit more toxicity and I don't know, anxiety in her life. And this guy just wasn't doing it for her. But in order to explain that to people, she had to say, no, I, I believe he is cheating. And then the new guy that, is clearly cheating on her no i don't think he is cheating i don't know what's going on there very very odd comment down below if you have any idea what she was thinking the comments below are saying self-fulfilling prophecy maybe one often meets their fate on the road they take to avoid it well there we go i'm just not so sure that she didn't want to to meet that fate maybe i'm wrong i don't know that's just my my uh initial reaction to that i think she wanted to be treated on crazy i know that's just my thoughts. So guys, that is going to do it for this one. But before you go, comment down below. What do you think was the most interesting question in that episode? And what do you think was the most compelling answer? Obviously, a few hours there of, of crazy answers. But what sticks in your mind right now? I want to get your thoughts. If you're on YouTube, comment down below. If you're on Spotify, get in the Q&A section. You can comment there as well. And if you can't be bothered to do that, well then, screw you, man. That's not very nice. Just do it for me. Or at the very least, like, subscribe, and follow for more. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.